okay. I guess I guess Nick just won't. <laughs> music's playing. I don't know. It's not playing <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Jesus. Welcome everyone to Sunset City, a Sonic podcast where fun is infinite. With me today, fun is infinite. <laughs> and fun is infinite. <laughs> and also Batman Dog. How's everybody doing today? Uh I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm scared. Well, will I dream? Well, guys, as you know, uh, Sonic Colors just came out, and we, a Sonic podcast, have decided we are done with it. So instead, <laughs> we're going to talk about Sonic CD, a very non-controversial Sonic game. Right? Nobody's infinite, guys. We've, we've colors is infinite. Colors on infinite. Show. <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on. But Infinite was the most fun villain in Sonic in that one I game we're not supposed weird. to talk about. I mean, let's be real. Like, he'd be way more engaging if they put the Majin face on him. Yeah, he'd be way <laughs> more engaging if look. he didn't fucking suck. But he never spoke and he just had that face. And then the boss music just played every time he was on stage. Like, that, I would love that. Like, that's how they took over the world. Like, every time he showed up, everyone just ran away. Like, I can't. Fuck, fuck, he's <laughs> fuck. <laughs> He is not anyway, weak. That's why he wears the mask. He said his face was unsightly, and there it is. Anyway, oh so uh, as we've uh, just recently established last week, and we're going to talk about it again today, uh, we appreciate everybody who's hanging out with us live on YouTube and uh, giving us some super chats and asking questions and things of that nature. Uh, but so we can keep a flow of conversation going, especially on a retrospective episode like today. We're going to be saving the Super Chats until later on um, after we're done with the main discussion. So we wanted to let you guys know we sincerely appreciate the support you give us. But just for the sake of whoever's listening to this, we're going to save it for other things. And then, you know, give you the time that you deserve with your questions. We're so, looking them as well. Don't worry. We won't yeah, we got all of them saved. So uh, that said... We're talking about Sonic 2 today, or Spider-Man 2 today, right? I swear to God. <laughs> oh, man, that looks so good, right? Ah, it looks so good. <laughs> I'm so stoked. <sighs> Two Spider-Boys. Yeah, it's not going to be multiplayer, though. But that's fine. That's okay. I'm looking I, I wasn't expecting it, though. Guys, who wants to talk about a brand new game when <laughs> we could talk about something made in 1993? <laughs> to be fair, Sonic CD... Sonic CD is a fascinating game. It's probably one of the most interesting early titles to talk about, just based off its concepts alone. So I, I never think, played the original yeah. Knights of the Old Republic, but I'm looking forward to this remake. So I do. I, I want to say this: as far as Sonic CD is concerned, this game, this is the game that proves that Sonic had a rough transition into 2D. <laughs> you had a rough transition onto the CD <laughs> format. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you had a rough transition into existence. Uh. uh. <laughs> Sonic was born once. It was bad. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. Well, <laughs> let's um Yeah. I guess just initial impressions because um I know we've been talking about trying to do this thing for weeks now. And I think Cirrus and Wayne, has this been your first time making it through the game? Correct. Um yeah, yeah it the, was for this for this podcast, it was the first time that I ever actually finished Sonic CD. To a capacity, I'll get further into that. Yeah, so with it's the same with me. Like I, I have not done a a full like go through and get all the generators playthrough. Uh, but every single time that I sat down and tried to play Sonic CD prior to having the motivation to do it with this show, 
uh, I I had not gotten to the end of it. I always got frustrated and then just went, okay, I'm done. I'm done today. We're not doing this. Pop. So, um, I uh, long ago played it with all the generators. And recently I played it. I did some generators, but I didn't generally bother too much with it. So I've got a bit of experience either way. Okay. Well, uh, being the old man in the room, I definitely have the most experience with the game. I didn't own it as a kid. I didn't own a Sega CD, but my uncle did. So I got to play it when I could, and I found it fascinating. And then when uh, the Gems Collection was coming out on GameCube, that it was a big deal that that game was on there because it was trapped for forever on the, the CD. Yep. So that was an instant purchase for me because it had... Uh, I finally could you know, reconnect with CD, could finally reconnect with R, which I loved despite all of its flaws, and for the first time could play Sonic Fighters. But yeah, no, I've I've definitely spent the time with CD. I understand the issues people have with it, but I uh, I definitely still love it because it is a very very strange game and of course has uh, some other things that I will forever remember and cherish which we'll get into as we carry on here. So I think it's yeah. funny that like if you does anybody here remember ages ago uh, back when ScrewAttack used to do like a, a bunch of top 10 lists. Um, uh yeah, I re I remember really loving their music choices. They I don't know, they had a they had a style. There was a vibe to that that I I feel like has been lost over the years. Fair. There was a I I the earliest I heard about Sonic CD was actually when they did a uh, they did a top 10 like top 10 best Sonic games of all time. And of course, we had all of the usual like the 2D games good, 3D games bad. Oh, but except for Adventure, that one is OK. Um, but I remember like the the top game in there was Sonic CD. And this is back when I was like a lot younger, a lot more influenced by creators on platforms. And, and a lot of my opinions ended up just being grafted versions of theirs. Uh, so I was just like, oh yeah, no, Sonic CD, it's the best one, and yet I, I'd never actually played it. I played it after, after watching that video, about a year later, I played it on my friend's Gems Collection CD, uh, for a little bit, but I never owned it, so I never got a chance to sit down and play through it, but I always just, like, was grabbing onto that opinion, I was like, yeah, CD is wonderful, they were right about Mario 3 being the best Mario game, so they must be right here, too, and then, you know, now I'm an adult, and I'm like, wow. Young Cyrus was an idiot. <laughs> That's how that goes. Yeah, no, it's weird how much uh, <clears throat> how much praise that game got specifically, but I mean, it kind of goes to show you what kind of options we really had in the early 90s mm. when it came to platformers, because it really was Mario, Sonic, and then you get like a handful of like solid ones. And again, like like the the genre would get better as each year went by, but even in 93 you you really did not have a great deal of variety there not really that said um yeah i mean i'm i'm in agreement with most folks when it's like i mean it's 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 fighting with sonic 1 for bottom of the classic list as far as i'm concerned i, I remember I, um i remember seeing a similar ranking that put sonic cd at number 1 and i remember after i'd played sonic unleashed and i just gotten back into sonic again i went to backtrack all the old sonic games um and i started off with sonic 3 and knuckles i played that on an emulator loved it and then i was like okay but they say that sonic cd is even better okay i'll play that one next then and uh, i had this kind of feeling of like 
it's fine, but it's not better than Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I wouldn't even say it's better than Sonic 2. No, I, not, I, not even close. Sonic, Sonic 2 is a uh, much better game compared to this one. That's, that's the thing, as I want to note, is I'm going to have a lot of bad things to say about Sonic CD today. But one thing I cannot say about the game is that I don't respect it. I have infinite amount of respect for this title. I think it's probably one of the most creative games in the franchise. And I think that the ideas and the attempts are admirable. I just don't think it clicked together the way that it should have. Well, yeah. And again, I think that's why I'm more lenient on it, just because I, I was there for all this shit. And I understood how experimental games were being, even when you had solid, solid games like mario 3 it world still Sonic wasn't down to a science 2. yet though like a lot of the stuff yeah, is a lot more templated now it just feels like in terms of platforming it feels like a garage band jam session and yeah. i'm kind of here for it it's uh or like or, or new jack or what was it called i new just jack watched video yeah it was like new jack swing kind of, the whole game <laughs> it's really cool i uh and i just appreciate it because there's always something new to discover and depending on the soundtrack i have the more environmental minded uh american one it definitely just gave off a weirder otherworldly vibe and i yeah i just like it just and i think that's a lot of sonic at the end of the day where um even when there's a lot of stuff going wrong with it because there are in later games there's still something about it that just clicks with us and even back then, you know, the the black sheep of the 2D games definitely had a, has a lot of that flavor. And yeah, I, I still respect it, even if the level design does get a bit weird. It does. Sonic CD I... felt like the weird sort of forbidden B side of Sonic 1. <laughs> like when I played it, my first thought was, you're not supposed to be here. And yeah. that's kind of that, that carried through the entire experience and still does now. It doesn't feel in line with the others you know everything about it feels different it is it is very much one of those games that like i i know that with my my latest plays of the game the first time actually getting through everything was really frustrating but then like the more you play it, it's it's almost like the game's alien in its design and then you kind of have to familiarize yourself with it over time and then eventually it starts to click a little better but it's it's nowhere near as welcoming as that first time I sat down and played Sonic 2 or the first time that I sat down and played really most Sonic games. CD feels really divorced from Even that. like Sonic 1, like, well, even though that game gets a bit fucky, like when you sit down to 3, uh, three Hill? Green Hill Zone. Three Hill. It is like Three Hill, hill. <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> It feels like a warm hug, whereas when you're in Palm Tree Panic, I've got these kids yelling at me, I've got this weird going on. It's very bright, very, very bright, and I'm like, ooh, that's, that's very, very strange. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I hate to keep quoting Screwstash. You guys really need to watch this video if you haven't yet. So what he did was he just basically talked about how brilliant the Japanese soundtrack was, and he brought up... Uh, palm tree panic specifically and i love the way he described it um because he he described sonic 1 and 2 like the music was very inviting and welcoming and uh sonic cds felt like a party like it's like it was like a celebration it was a party so in that sense i think i i kind of disagree because it does carry that same tropical vibe 
of the other two games. I'm not like full on like tropical rainforest, like, you know, three, but um, that's where and- my opinion gets just weird is like the, the thing is, I think most of the music would be fine if they just took out the kids that were having the little yay <laughs> moment. It's like fucking it's Palm Tree Panic, not Epstein's Island. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <God>. Pop. Um, <laughs> fucking well, hell. So, yeah, I, I would just say, like, in terms of, uh, and again, this probably doesn't help that we all probably played Sonic 2 first, but um, we might as well just talk about it level by level at this point. But I'd say Palm Tree Pan- Panic is the most Sonic of it all before it kind of just goes off the rails and before it goes still kind of follows the formula of one, but but does its own thing. But um, it feel, it's a lot more puzzly. actually. I don't know. I thought, I thought Spring Yard felt more at Not fucking. What's the one that's the pink one with the springs and shit. The it does very much feel like Spring Yard the moment you said that, yeah. Collision Chaos, that's it. That feels, that feels very Sonic-y, and more so than the first stage, I would say. Because it feels like a an upgraded Spring Yard. I mean, yeah, no, like, a lot of that game does, uh, you mentioned it. But yeah, it does, it's still, I, and it probably comes down to that, that soundtrack, too. Uh, did you guys play the American soundtrack at all? I played I, I played through with the American soundtrack up until uh up until I got to the the fight with Metal Sonic and as soon as I got there I swapped to the Japanese soundtrack. So I I I have a bit of a confession. I played through this game like twice and I I the original idea was to play through the the second time with the American soundtrack but um I forgot to switch it and I was already listening to the Japanese soundtrack and I just kind of rolled with it. But I did go in and listen to the American one like on, on YouTube like later on. There's I, uh, it's that's just such a huge talking point with this game is this this soundtrack. And I know uh, most of the most of the fan base definitely pushes towards the Japanese one. And it is a brilliant soundtrack, but I, I oh, do yes. think there are some spots in the American one that definitely um stand out the fight yeah that's partially due to nick yeah the robotnik fight is like theme of terrorism like it's (laughs) it's a very spooky track like it's it's goes beyond that and it it feels like like he's not he's not just a mad scientist he's freddy krueger like they have very different attitudes towards robotnik in america like at the time oh yeah shows in that soundtrack oh yeah because like he's he's a lot more of a goofball in in the Japanese iteration of it, whereas in Amer in America we were just like, no, we're gonna turn him in. We're gonna turn him into Hitler too. That's what he's gonna be. There we go. Oh my God. I still think I I still think the the creepiest I've ever seen Eggman is probably um those atrocities in Sonic Spinball. I was about to say yeah, like with that scorpion tail one with the oh, robotic head on it. But yeah, and it does kind of show you the American side of things in terms of the design there. Because, yeah, Spinball is very nightmarish in a lot of ways. Like, that's a pinball game. That's a fucking pinball game. I would Why does it look as dark it. and miserable as it does? And then, like, that does kind of carry over to CD a little bit. Um, and I'm glad. I'm sorry. I don't know if we're going to do a retrospective on Sonic Spinball. I don't. I don't want to. I really don't. Can we just it do was, the perspective um... on the options menu alone? Just well, the Spindle, menu. Spindle was developed by Sega's Technical Institute, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I just love how it spells S-T-I. No, of course. <laughs> of course. So about of that course. fifth member. You do have it. <laughs> Pup does have an infectious sense of humor. 
That's so good. But um, yeah, let's let's keep on rolling. I should have had some more facts here because Webster did bring something up here. Have you guys ever heard about like like the production of the game? Like apparently this was originally supposed to be an enhanced version of Sonic One. That makes sense to me. It feels that way. A lot um, of the a lot of the design sensibilities of the game scream one, whereas like two screams a refinement of linearity. So I mean, it it makes sense. Like right down to how you access. Um like special stages and and stuff like that like uh, there's there's a lot of it that really feels like it was so much closer to the design methods of sonic one than say sonic two yeah that was kind of my uh my starting off pitch i don't remember my my video super super well but like that was like something i was like like this is a point i want to make because i didn't see anybody else talk about it but like yeah my point was sonic cd feels like a game for sonic gamers and at the time the only game sonic had was one like there's yeah, it is an expansive, bloated Sonic One design. Sonic um, One Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's so good. But um, I mean, I would take Ultimate if they would redesign. Things. I mean, anyway, to be fair, there are parts of Colors Ultimate that look kind of like what we got going on right now. Rival Rush. Do you accept? <laughs> yeah, mainly just if you navigate a menu a little too fast in the Switch version. Oh god, that's so good. Oh, um, we should have done that for the colors episode. It's all been Sonic fishes, like the weird Nintendo Switch glitch where Sonic turns into a oh, fish. Oh no! Oh jeez. Uh, I've like... been wondering what that was because I've been seeing that on Twitter and I had no idea what that was. I'm sorry, we're all a picture yeah. of it where it's like a refined design of the Sonic fish, and I, I, I just love it. I finally figured out what it reminded me of. It's somewhere between, like, uh, like, Nick, you might know what I'm talking about. You know how later on in Klonoa 1, uh, when you get to, like, you're going up to the, the dark tower of the, uh, the, the sun sanctuary, mm-hmm. and there's, like, it's constantly going between, like, the light world and the dark world, and you get those weird, like, fish monsters? Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. I, it was driving me crazy when I was seeing the glitch go around, and I, It I does kind of, yeah, it does kind of have a Clonoa enemy design to it, now that you mention it. I need to um, be right back and get a straw, because I just spilt my iced coffee down myself. Fantastic. Wait, you're gonna use the straw to... Yeah, I'll use the straw, because basically the top bit's gone a little bit, like, it's acting as a wall, so it's like I tip the glass into my mouth oh see i, I thought you it. were going to be cleaning it all up with the straw no i have to weird. no I, I have to tip it but if i just have the straw i don't have to worry about the sudden gravity burst anymore okay. so i'll be right back i'm just gonna get a straw that's that's fair gravity mechanics are weird when coffee's it's so it's a weird thing when you've got like a wall of foam at the top of your drink but yeah um so i'll be back all right well <clears throat> that aside let's get back on track here so yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say about Palm Tree Panic in terms of what it is as a level is concerned. There was a, um, there's definitely... a, a neat thing that they did there that I like is just a, a showcase. Uh, whenever you're running up the uh, up the ramps that like force a change in perspective for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was like, I recognize now that that's them just trying to play around with the sprites to so just be like, look at the power of our of our console, despite that being something perfectly like reasonable to do on the genesis anyway um Mm. but just seeing that i remember as a kid when i would see like uh videos of sonic cd seeing stuff like that in palm tree panic it made me go wow this game is so different and it wasn't 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember because <clears throat> I remember as a kid, it was like, oh, this is a CD. Like, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be so different. And uh, it really wasn't. It was that soundtrack that seemed to be really like the prominent difference there. I mean, they, they did some interesting stuff, but like I had Sonic 2 at that point. And it uh, it really didn't seem that different. Gra- granted, I didn't understand like like it can hold so much more memory and do so much more on the screen at once kind of a thing. Yeah. Definitely had some more colors going on, but, um, as a, as a little kid, I was like, well, this is just more Sonic and I'm fine with that. But why did they change his jump sound? Why is his jump sound different? I still don't get that to this day. I don't know why they have that weird as opposed to the normal noise. So like a weird showing off thing. Like we are on more powerful hardware. Cause they did that with chaotix too. I, I, it, it's so to be fair, um, during that era <laughs> of game design, a lot of stuff that we would consider iconic to characters had not been mapped out yet and had not I just been think, solidified. So, like, <laughs> to show off how powerful their new software is, like, better graphics, crisp visuals, new jump sound effect. <laughs> like, I can imagine what? that in that first Sonic Colors teaser where it's like, new jump sound. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they basically did that with like three exclusive remixes. Like, uh, come on now. Uh, uh, now I'm sad. I mean, yeah, that is that's the equivalent of like, here's a little, here's a little icon photo for you. Like, where the fuck am I ever going to use this video? New rival Rush. <laughs> I mean, Wait. yeah, that really was kind of the right. They did kind of have a. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Colors is. Is tainting what, everything today. Will we? Will we get to it? I thought we've abandoned colors. Sonic CD stands for Sonic Colors Dick. Hey, if if <laughs> the uh, if the Sonic Forces situation is anything to go off of, we can say that we're not going to bring mention to something. We will. <laughs> I fucking hate I, Sonic. I was more talking about the Metal Sonic uh, encounters that we're going to be getting. It was more of what I was mentioning, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we can, I don't know. We, rem- we remember, do Metal Sonic encounters were done better in CD. <laughs> yeah, it was the first one, and again, I'll get to it later. Getting off track here, so collision chaos. Were... No, let me <laughs> finish. So all the things that kind of happen here. Uh, what I liked about the first level is it is kind of deceptive. Where a lot of it did feel like a new Sonic level, but like same old ship, you know, different day. Like, oh, we have a shuttle loop, except it just launches you in the air for some reason. Yep. That's cool. There's some mosquitoes, and then there's just mountains, and everything gets messy, and I don't understand what's happening there. New funky mode. But then there's these signs that say past or future, and depending on where you go, you get just this, like a little, it looks like instead of summer, it's spring. Yep. When you go to the past, or becomes a dystopian hellscape. Which uh, I think is why I appreciated the American soundtrack as much as I did, because that and the aesthetic of the bad future, when I first saw that, it just completely changed everything it, in terms of what I expected from a Sonic game. It was like, oh, my God, it, it colors the perspective of it a lot more. Um, ah. oh, God damn it. Um, what's funny, though, is that like with the with the bad future aesthetic. The bad future aesthetic actually makes me think of Sad AM a little bit. Yeah, and I I think they were kind of playing all of that in together. Um, but yeah, it definitely gave me the that those vibes as well. And um 
Yeah, Robotnik's just kind of a dick, isn't he? He's like it, it's one of those things where like he is a, he, even if you take like the Japanese portrayal of him where he's a, a, a an incompetent goofball whose genius far outstrips his own like personal potential. The the idea that like if this guy is just left unchecked for a very short amount of time, suddenly everything goes to shit. That was kind of the first time like in 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 Sonic CD Despite my gripes with it, the bad future there is like the first time where we get to see, oh, if we don't do anything about it, like literally everything is fucked. Everything's gone. And that, yeah, I agree with you. I think, um, and again, I'm coming from the perspective of someone who just played Sonic 1 and 2 up to that point. I think it was like the first time I genuinely saw like the threat of Eggman slash Robotnik. Um, Because uh, otherwise you have to wait till like, scrap brain to see like a factory and mm. it's just like a shitty and, factory just a lot of a lot of workers cop going on over there i'm sure and, and even but, then, like uh, a, a scrap brain zone is just it, it it's a singular area it's not a whole world that's been just corrupted by this guy it's okay so our message to dr robotnik is okay so you build a factory big whoop good job man it's not but... that impressive. All you did is <laughs> you built some robots, you got a factory, you got your pistons. And he yeah, didn't even good. build the factory. Later on, we find out in IDW that Eggman doesn't even build his own shit. He just gets his robots to do it. Fucking pathetic. <laughs> so you built robots. Good job, mate. Good fucking job. I could build a robot if I wanted. I have one right here. His name's Wayne. Uh, what? Anyway, I mean, uh, boop, beep. (laughs) Anyway, Nick, you were saying. Yeah, I. uh, I guess I'll just go with that boss encounter the first time there, Uh, because that's how I was was first experienced. It was uh, everything was grab and Dre and miserable. And then. Did I say Dre? You were saying Dre and Gray and drab, not Dray. It's all Trey Nobles. It was just miserable. Congrats, by the way, guys, for wrapping up Sonic and Tails R today. If you guys hear this in the future, if you haven't listened to it, go do it. To to Trey for hitting 1K. Yeah, absolutely. And for for surviving for his birthday. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Trey's a special boy today. Not today. (laughs) No, no, it's because I said so. Shut up, sirs. I mean, he's a special boy every day. <laughs> hey, yeah. you're biased. He's your husband. Yeah, well, that's only because I can see what you can't see. It's still there. It's special. You know what I didn't know was in Palm Tree Panic until years and years <laughs> later? <laughs> what? Was it Palm Trees? <laughs> one, of the, one of the two characters they introduced in this game, Amy Rose. I had no idea she was in that game for years. Which goes to show, like how I played that game prior to actually owning it myself, just steering it back on top. I, I didn't, I didn't realize that until my second playthrough of this game. Um, and then I, I saw her at the end. There, I was just like, oh shit, did I miss this the first time? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I don't know if like they like in Sonic Media they did more with her in Japan, but I just I never thought anything about her. Uh, as a kid, it's just like it's such a nothing character. She was just there. I just saw it and I was like, ah, Sonic's dressed in drag. 
from <laughs> from what I understand, there was actually a lot more done with her in in like there was there was more focus on her in Japanese like media and promotion. Yeah, she's um, on like the covers and stuff, isn't she? Like, yeah, like she's yeah. she is she is more important or was at the time more important over there. Um, I don't know if there's a particular reason, if that's just like a cultural thing. We're just like the, like we're focused on like, this is the, this is the boys game. So we're doing the thing. And then over there, it's, that's not as much of an issue. I, right. not Sonic goes woke. Ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think the manual and I'm serious pointing this out. Like we were going to mention, like the American manual did call her Sally, which yeah, shows you did. just, I mean, First off, how <laughs> she doesn't even fucking look. yeah, how fucking messy everything was between all the all the aspects of Sega back then. If she is, and a also girl, like Sally. how how important Sally was to the Western side of of marketing because she really was everywhere, um, yeah. anywhere that the Americans could get their hands on. Because um, <laughs> Sonic Team wanted nothing to do with whatever we were coming cooking up with her. Furry booty. Yeah, I think that the the fact that they kind of mixed that up was kind of nuts. <laughs> uh, uh, it right? Okay, where's the railroad tracks at? <laughs> oh god, <laughs> uh, that was very that was very wrong, Wayne. I don't we're not <laughs> friends anymore. Oh no. So I also wanted to point out too because this is the first time I uh, like discovered the generators. Did you guys just go into this game knowing what this was and? Yeah, no. Why would you? you? Why would um, you? If you just picked up the game, you wouldn't know to do that. Like, I mean, I I did because uh, I watch your content. I I've, I've watched a bunch. I I'd already watched a bunch of reviews on the game, like well before I even played it the first time when I was a kid. The thing mm -hmm. is, like, so... imagine being the first person to discover that though, at a time before there was the internet, at a time when we all lived in stone homes in the wild, wild west. Think about it. Like you plug in Sonic CD. At no point do you know to go check the generators. Well, all right. So here's the thing, pup. So the way games were done back then, as opposed to right now, is yeah, there's a lot of stuff that teaches you how to play the game, but instruction manuals and the back of the box and all this other stuff kind of gives you. I mean that that was a selling point of the game was we have time travel. That's pretty cool. And even that, I would say that you're going to probably run into a future sign at some point. Like, there's yep. there's a lot in there letting you know, like, something's clearly wrong here and you need to go fix you just it. run past the future sign for the first time. It's like, oh, no. Oh, no. I have to prevent this. <laughs> I guess yeah, you experience the adventure with him in that case. Like, it's all it's all a big discovery. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's your but... games, Sonic. Something's got to be done about your games. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no, that's the best reference. Well, Eggman, <laughs> when I hit 88 miles per hour, you're going to experience some serious shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. So one thing to talk about, I guess, Sonic CD here is obviously there's two ways to play. There's the time travel gimmick, but if you don't want to do that, you can just play it as a Sonic game with some very dark visuals. And it has to be said, a lot of work must have went into making, like, is it three different layers to each level? Three different yep. coats of paint in a way? Four. Like, four. Even. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, there's good the future. The there's good, good future, future. The bad future and the present. Yeah, you got four. So those pixel art designers must have been working overtime for this. But, like, um, I think I kind of like just playing it with the visual aesthetic of the bad future because just, like, 
it it kind of just makes this into a grueling adventure for Sonic. But not only that, does the ending even actually change if you get the yeah. good future? Yeah, uh, it does a little bit. Yeah, because you actually do see like an image of the Death Egg just kind of warping itself back into existence because you didn't prevent that future from happening at the but, end. And it basically but says you can Christ get again. a Death Egg. I thought that was the little planet. It's little, it's a little planet. planet. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, that's what I meant. There's a. It's uh, a fucking. It's a. It's yeah, a proto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the proto death egg. You can get that. Uh, so you can get that ending without doing time travel. Still though, because there are special stages in this game. Um, and if you so get, you can really just play it like a conventional Sonic you, game if you want. You can if you if you get all the if you if you get all the emeralds in the special stages, you can get the good ending that way as well. Like that's an option that you have. The thing is, if you do play it as just a regular Sonic game, and that's my preferred way of playing it, to be honest. But if you do just play it as a regular Sonic game, you're getting a pretty mid Sonic game, even for the time it came out. It was just very blech. Um, like compared to like Sonic Two and stuff, because the stages are, I want to say, almost designed with the time travel in mind, but they're really no. not at the same time. Like they're des as they're designed for exploration, but they're not designed to facilitate actually traveling through time like there's so many stop gaps in the stages yeah. when you're trying right. like there's there's little areas in the levels uh where there'll be like a, a two springs next to each other that'll bounce you back and forth infinitely um that can get you to past yeah. or future but outside of like little areas where they're meant to facilitate just kind of gimmicking your way into the speed required the level design is so explorative and stopgap the levels especially for a first-time player, do not facilitate gathering and keeping the speed and momentum to do the time travel. Um, and even... that's kind of where it becomes like a lose-lose situation in a way, because it doesn't properly facilitate yeah. the main mechanic, but also if you just play them as Sonic stages, they're like, blink and you'll miss it over. Like, Well, and like... Well, so so are a lot. Of, it, to be fair to this game, so are like Sonic One and Two, and even to a degree, somewhat uh, I, Sonic Three. If you know what you're doing with those, and you're just trying to blast, but they're them. they're more substantial than this, I would say. I, well, I do it's, agree, it's, but yeah, I so they're not as they're not as substantial in Sonic CD if you're just going from point A to point B. But the thing with Sonic CD is a little bit of sign. If you look at a map of a Sonic CD level uh, compared to a Sonic 2 or even a Sonic 1 level, Sonic CD levels are a lot taller. They're they are mm -hmm. ridiculously tall in comparison to Sonic 1, Sonic 2 uh, type levels. And that's because they took, instead of stretching the levels linearly, horizontally, they stretched them vertically because, again, these were levels that were meant to be explored for the purpose of the of the, uh, of the the time mechanic. When you are going from point A to point B, you're going on one of the you know, five to six paths, and that's it. But having a level designed so you can go up and down, when you're dealing with 2D game design, that makes a lot more sense. And if you're a Metroid player, you know exactly what I'm saying. Going up and down in a level facilitates backtracking <laughs> way easier. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, but that's the thing, though. With the, uh, I'll, I'll let you continue. Sorry, sirs. Um, but with a, uh, because the levels are stacked that way, this isn't quite a Metroidvania. It's it's nowhere near as complex, obviously. Um, but because the levels are layered up and down, when you get into the past, it's easier. Uh, even as somebody who really didn't go after all the generators on my playthroughs because I just don't like that kind of gameplay. Um, 
the levels are built in a way to let you do it. If you had the levels with that same mission-y based structure, uh, but they were still like full-on linear, you'd get a problem with like what you had with Team Chaotix and Sonic Heroes or the Shadow the Hedgehog missions, where you're having to constantly zip your way back to the beginning of the level and run through it over and over again, desperately looking for 15 MacGuffins. The levels being structured uh, vertically instead of horizontally prevents that, kind mm -hmm. of. It does. If you uh, try to put this into Sonic 2, this would not work at all. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't have the likes of Tails or Knuckles back then either. So you do have to work with just what Sonic has. And um, yeah, again, like you can tell, this is still very experimental. They hadn't quite mastered what they wanted to do with the Hedgehog or realize, you know, maybe hand it off to a character that has a little more in their arsenal for, you know, in terms of exploration. And um yeah, I mean, I, I always thought it, and like this was kind of my game apology part of it in the in the video was, I think that was part of the challenge was you have to not only look for the uh, generators, but you need to look for a spot that can best uh, utilize your speed and get you, you know, get you through time, which is, and I remember you, Wayne, you saying this last week, I did think it was funny how, because uh, I definitely had this frustration as a kid too, um, it's amazing like how hard it is to keep a hold of a past sign, but how incredibly easy it is to just slip into the future somehow. And I, I think it. that was the one thing for me uh, playing through this uh, was why I, I feel like I'm missing a part of the game here because it's like, why do the future posts even exist if you're in the present? They, they benefit you, you in no way whatsoever. They benefit there, there's a challenge, like, man. They they I also guess. they also might not benefit you mechanically, but they're not there to benefit you mechanically. They're there to benefit you narratively. We just like the the well, whole the whole bit earlier where we were all like, this is what this is what it feels like to know what the end result of a of an unchecked Robotnik is. So I have a I have an issue with that, and that's that you get that anyway if you get to the boss level of that of that act, and right. you have not um, or, or I'm sorry, of that zone or whatever the fuck they call it in this game, well, uh, and and you haven't time. gone through. Yeah, 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 and that's why I I feel like it would be all the more jarring if you hadn't seen the future up to that point, and then you get to that boss level and just everything's gone to shit. You're like, oh god, it. what's this? Think of it this way: you go through a future sign, not knowing what it does. You see everything's gone to shit, and you're like, oh, that's even more jarring. Yeah, not mention... I better go back and fix this, and that's kind of what those future signposts serve. I not, guess. I, not to mention. I like... Oh, sorry, Wayne. I was gonna say, I feel like it. It just it hits more if it's in a boss level because it's like not only do you now have uh this level that you've played through uh, a couple of times already is now in this futuristic dystopian thing and you're like oh god what happened here now you have to fight a version of eggman if you hadn't seen it up to that point i feel like it just would have stuck better and then that really uh you know mix that with the encounter with eggman and you're just like you get an instant idea of the the gravitas of going I back and and finish fixing those those uh those things with um the way that they work now 
I think narratively, they just become irritating as well as, as mechanically. And even if it is a challenge, just getting to the pass can be an annoying challenge in and of itself anyway. So it, it's just, it's needless. So it's, it's not that I, it's not that I disagree with what you're saying. I agree that like, there's a gravitas to having it. Like when you encounter Eggman, that's when you encounter the future, almost like with the Sonic OVA, when they go into the other, the other world and suddenly there's the giant like Robotnik robot. Um, but I think the one point of contention I have there, or there's there's two points of contention. One is mechanical and one is narrative. Narratively speaking, there's not a whole lot in the game to communicate that you're in the future when you get to act three. Um, if they added a if they added a random future goalpost and then you had to go into the future to find the boss, then I would agree with your point. But as the game as it stands doesn't do something like that, then there's it, it feels like you're just going into a place almost like uh when act two of uh your first level in sonic 3 happens and like everything's on fire now um you could just be like oh eggman fucked this place up you don't know that you're in a future because that's not clearly well, communicated by the game at that point even still if the past posts are still there and maybe a little more prevalent wouldn't not stand to reason that even if that it doesn't immediately read future to you, it at least reads to something as uh as a uh a stoppable outcome. If you have past posts and then you see what it looks like at the end of the level, if you haven't gone through all of those, then you get uh, you kind of put two and two together and you're like, oh, I need to go back and I need to go into the past to fix something. I, I don't you know. I feel like there would have been an easier way to communicate there, that. Well, then I have, you know, I have I a second. Hold on one sec, Pop. I was, uh, there's this, sure. The second part of this was mechanical. Um, so mechanically, though, there is actually a benefit to having those future posts there, and it's not just a challenge to cuck the player. Um, okay. If you if you're in Act One of a level and you get your generators and that's all done, you you've you've created the good future. When you go into the future, like enemies are no longer present there. The level is made easier to uh, for you by your efforts in the previous level or by your efforts in the in the the previous past. So while they might not serve a mechanical purpose to you when you have not destroyed the generators, when you have destroyed the generators, they do now serve a mechanical purpose. Now, we, you and I probably both agree they're not executed well. Like, they're, they, they exist and they do a thing, but the execution is what matters. And I, I do not think the execution was great for the generators or the past or the future is concerned. But I can see what they were going for. And with the game being as early of a game as it was, I can see them not necessarily understanding how to make that work as best they could. Yeah. Like we we got to keep this in mind. This is a again we a very experimental video game, and this whole mechanic was slapped on top of something they had just started figuring out in Sonic One. So adding this whole other element was was still like a crazy idea. Um, and again, like in early '90s, that that worked for me because. Again, that was that fun garage band strange feeling. And I love exploring. I love exploring game worlds and that it worked for me. I spent so much time uh, wanting to see all the different versions, trying to track down generators. So like it vibed with me a lot better, but I also also understand it's a it's a rough go. Uh, Sorry, I think would make a better overall framing device for this concept would be if the game starts you off in the bad future, and the bad future is the default, 
and you only have like past signs which take you to the past so you can prevent that bad future so then that way when you come back to the present it's then looking nicer so the present is the future instead and you cut out the middleman i think that would be a it, better framing device I, and it would kind it of would make it less clunky i guess it would do the whole sonic forces thing as well where it's like dr robotnik's taken over the world and you have to take it back using time travel i do have a question um timeline wise how does this game and its development line up with the release of the back to the future films Oh, we definitely know that we we definitely know if Back okay. to the Future inspired them. Like, yeah. there's no two. Yeah. Ways well, I'm thinking about like which ones was it? Back to the Future one? Was it Back to the Future one and two? Because I definitely get a, a feeling of of uh, part two in there with like uh, you know you go back to to Hill Valley and it's it's a it's a shithole. Yeah, more like Green so... Hill Valley. So the this definitely this game definitely would have been coming out after the trilogy because I I think the trilogy was was already plenty out by the time I was cognizant. So gotcha. Back to I'll so I up. guess um one thing I guess I could say to kind of summarize the kind of level and overall structure of um Sonic CD uh, would be that I think it falls into a similar problem to Sonic One where the level design actively works against the main mechanic being the time travel. Like it's very hard to get to the past with these um things and like um yeah it's it's working against the main mechanic but i will say this the base level design works quite a lot better with sonic's overall move set than it did in sonic one i definitely don't have I, i've never run into a situation that feels like marble zone or labyrinth zone in sonic cd everything feels a bit better to play through it's it, the time travel mechanic where i think that the level design really flies up in the face of the actual mechanic there yeah, yeah i i think for for me um it's it's been said by other people so i'm not really saying anything anything different than what's already been said but it feels like there's there's a set of lessons learned from sonic one and half of those lessons went into sonic cd and the other half of the lessons went into sonic 2 how yep. to make how to make a a uh Pro this is in quotation marks, properly explorative level is something that Sonic 1 experimented with a lot, and sometimes they got puzzle platforming stuff that worked out really well, sometimes it didn't. It works out better in CD overall when it happens, but there's also a lot more of it, there's a lot more gunk to sit through, um, whereas how to make a linear level design like what we get in Green Hill, uh, that's extrapolated on better in games like Sonic 2, where they just take it, it kind of like how uh, the design process went for early Mario and Zelda, where like the exploration bits went into one bucket and the linear level design went into another bucket, and so we got two games. Yep, kind of the same thing here. Shall we go through zone by zone and talk a little bit about each zone, and we can talk about both the aesthetic, the music, the level design, um, as kind of a way of just kind of keeping this quite well paced. Yeah, and then I kind of figured like the more we talk about the time travel stuff, like this is going to be like its own section as opposed to the levels because it really is, it, it is what makes it stand out from the other games. It's uh, this time travel thing, and I do have to respect though, like as much as we you know vent about it one way or the other, you don't need to do it, even if you wanted a like you said, pup. Well, you, even if you wanted like a good ending, you also have. Uh, special stages which we'll get into in a bit yeah but with it or you don't like that's and yeah thing. and there's it's there's a lot of ways concept. to play it yeah it's yeah. a lot there's a lot you can do like you don't even need to bother with that like as a kid i can tell you i did not bother 
with special stages half the time because they were frustrating and not here for it. Not about it. I really but, appreciate the versatility when it comes to any Sonic game. Having, you know, having the freedom to, you know, explore a Sonic game at my own leisure, basically. Like, um, and I think that's kind of something that Sonic CD started off on. And um, I think while the execution of its main gimmick isn't brilliant, I think it's nice that it at least makes it optional. Yeah. And uh, I mean, really, there's like there's a there's an achievement in the Whitehead re-release. Uh, you can beat this game under 25 minutes. Like it it's, does not have to be tedious with a little bit of work. That's I mean, that's any Sonic game. But yeah, like you do have to trudge through some um, some goofy, unpolished ideas to to get to the core of you know what makes it enjoyable one way or the other. Uh, but yeah, I'd say let's let's just keep going on and just kind of talk about the zones a little bit here because Collision okay, Chaos is next, and I think that's such a great name considering if you don't know what you're you're not aware of it, you could just run right into spikes and die immediately. Oh, yeah. I thought we were gonna start right off on Palm Tree. We already we've did been Palm in Palm Tree, Tree for a minute too. Oh, we've already talked about Palm Tree. I didn't know if they had any, anything more to say about Palm Tree Panic. No, we're we okay. We, we did Palm Tree Panic, then we got into the time travel stuff, and now we're back here. It's it's structured light, TM. Good, good structure. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just so, like Sonic um, CD. <laughs> Collision no. Chaos, then. Yeah. Otherwise known as smack in the face with Spike Zone, if you're not careful. Um, what do we think of this one? It's, it's hard for me to divorce the American soundtrack from this one, man. Like, it, it just really felt miserable and dour and depressing right up until I finally heard the Japanese one, man. Like, uh, was, this, <laughs> was, this, uh, was this the level where it starts with Amy and then you immediately collide with, with the, the spike at the beginning? Yes. For, yeah. for no and good Metal reason. Sonic, Metal Sonic okay, yeah, no, Amy. fuck this entire level. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think uh, it might just be the music. The music in the Japanese version of this absolutely slaps. It's the best track in the game, I think as far as level themes go. Um, and that's the Japanese soundtrack I'm talking about. I haven't actually... I don't have any recollection of the American one, even though I've played it the whole way through with the American one as well. Um, I think it's very springy. It's like Spring Yard on, um, on LSD. And um, I think in terms of its overall level design, it's a little better than Spring Yard in many ways, because I think it better utilizes its ping-pong kind of style to it. It's got more of that sense of confidence that, you know, came in later Sonic games. And, um, yeah, no, I, I think this is a solid second level. It might just be the music speaking to me, but I think this one's fine. I'm going to politely disagree with you. Like, this is like my first instance when I was playing the game where I was like, there is too much Sonic 1 happening here. Um, I really, uh, I, d I appreciate that we didn't have as many... Now I'm thinking about Spring Yard. I did not like Spring Yard that much. I'm thinking about There's it. There's no moving yeah. blocks in this one that you have Spring to wait for, at least. Spring Yard is bad casino night. We all know that. Yeah, but, I mean, even then, like, you go lower path and stuff like that, you have a lot of these glass balls to break through, and it just felt really excessive, but it is... I don't hate it either way. I don't know, man. It just felt like it really got got in my fucking way half the time i think the main thing is the boss fight which will either take you 10 seconds or 58 minutes there's no in between <laughs> yeah and that I, I appreciate what they're doing with the boss fights here 
uh, we're not the first people to mention it, but it, it's more about figuring out how to attack him as opposed to actually just attacking him. We didn't mention how pathetic the Palm Tree Panic boss fight is. He was so creepy with that music, the American music, but yeah, he is, he's fucking pathetic. I, His wait, Japanese music sounds like a workout mix. If we're talking like, about Collision Chaos, I just, I just thought about something. Nick, this is where your short comes in. Yeah, I was going to wait to talk <laughs> about that, but... uh. It's a, it's a whole thing because I have a thing for us to read as well. It's uh it's fascinating, but we might as well just talk about it now. Um, so as I keep mentioning, Screwstash just made a video about some of the tracks from the Japanese soundtrack, and he also said, yeah, what Pup just said, like, uh, Collision Chaos is probably considered one of the the best tracks of the game, and then he just like played along with it on the guitar or bass, whatever it is, a string instrument, and something clicked in my brain. I have heard this before. <laughs> so, um, made a quick short on YouTube, and uh, yeah, Sirs, did you want to just play that real quick? Just play your short? Or that, or if you have anything set up, because I know we can't hear it on our end, it's just for the audience. Uh, so here's what I will do. I will actually look up Game Apologist on YouTube. Okay. And we will just go ahead and grab that short directly from there. Game apologist. I I'm not sure I'm familiar with that creator. I really I'm not either, but I'm you know, not either. He's, he's he's an okay guy. He's very problematic. Oh, is Casually he that one racist guy I that, heard yeah. one time on Sunset City? I heard oh, about yeah, he that. said yeah. Okay. yeah, he said something very <laughs> sussy. And that was fucked. So I can't actually pull up your video because the uh even when I pull it up, the audio is so low on it. That it it just it just doesn't even register on Streamlabs. Unfortunately. Pup, have you have you heard what I'm talking about? I, I actually haven't. I uh, I've been sleeping for most of the day. Um, All right. But... So every everybody here, we'll, we'll we'll pause for just a second. Everybody here uh, who is who is listening, I'm gonna play these two tracks back to back. And everybody in chat, let me know what you think. And Pup, if you want a chance to listen to these right now, uh, then I'm gonna drop them in here so... for you. Remember, sir, it's like there's a Coffee, for that right? second track. You need to wait like a, you know, a oh, little know. bit. I we gotta, probably shouldn't play that first part. I got I got to push forward on it to make sure that I'm I'm at the right section. I know. I'm just okay. scrolling down my YouTube newsfeed, and there's like a CGI demonstration of how a hand transplant works, and that looks kind of satisfying. So everybody <laughs> who's listening. <laughs> And of course, that is Collision Chaos's Japanese soundtrack. But uh, this is the discovery that Nick made. Listen to this. Just uh, this is where this is where I'm just going to wait for everybody in the uh, in the chat to catch up there. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, no. When Nick, when Nick showed this to me, my thought was, oh god. They're yep. the exact same. <laughs> like, uh, and let's let's be fair. Like, this is probably I would assume it's a coincidence. Um, In like musical uh, theory, that's gonna happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. And also, like, this is all based off of New Jack Swing, so it, it's going to have a, a similar kind of rhythm to everything going on here. It's but the same thing. I happens. I just had fun. My brain had a fun time uh, making that connection there. 
It's that this, said, though, it's the same thing that happened with uh, if, if anybody here's a fan of Chrono Trigger, Robo's theme and Rick Astley's never going to give you up are the same theme. There's also a lot of like, um, I think Labyrinth Zone from Sonic 1 is very similar to Best of My Love by The Emotions, I think. And also, like, if you look in the the comments of the short, people were also making other comparisons there to different Sonic tracks or different bits of music. I just it was fascinating. Like that's yeah, that's how music's gonna work. There's only so many ways you can play around with this stuff. I thought it was cool. Plus given Sonic's for those given Sonic's early history, are we really gonna complain about things getting ripped off of it? (laughs) For for those that are asking, the second song is Red Hot Chili Peppers Tell Me Baby. Yes. That's the one there. But um let me uh I wanted to actually tell you guys this story here, because I was in tears. Uh I sent this over to a friend of mine yesterday who is uh he's a talented talented musician was like dude before i post this short i just want to be sure like my ears aren't aren't tricking me here are they (laughs) and he listened and he said no man don't worry about it and uh and like (laughs) i'm just i find the chat here because you need to i need to just read this verbatim so all right, says, yeah, I hear the resemblance. Which I responded, okay, just needed to be sure. And he responded, there's a few differences in the melody, but not an ice ice baby situation. Which I said, well, I'm not looking to start like a lawsuit. I just thought it was a goofy little thing I could put on YouTube and might be fun for fans. Oh man. And he responded, well, who published it first? I'd like to see Sonic Sue, Anthony Kiedis, and slash or flea in a copyright infringement case. Weirder shit has happened. Which I said, oh, it, it has. And I mentioned, like, yeah, Michael Jackson was a whole thing in Sonic. But for whatever it's worth, Sonic was first. And I said, but again, just a fun little thing. Mm. And he responded, no, no. Realistic, pre-public outcry, hairy, teethy, human-eyed Sonic in a suit. Seated behind the plaintiff table in a court. <laughs> Across from him sits Anthony Kiedis, wearing only a sock tattoos and shame from years of debauchery and hedonistic satanism sonic's lawyer who for some reason is colonel sanders begins his cross-examination now uh mr ketis you are a musician but you certainly have some other hobbies outside of scatting and bringing up california whenever possible say uh by chance do you ever fancy video games Kiedis takes the microphone from the stand and rises. I plead the five, six, seven, eight. Flea and Matt immediately begin beatboxing and drumming in the table. Nothing to say, nothing to say, nothing to say now, continues Kiedis. Skippy Bebat, Johnny Crackcorn, yeah. Growing up in the heart of California. I <laughs> orderlies restrain Kiedis and inject him with a syringe to his neck. As he recedes to the floor, the beatbox bass and defendant table drums fade as well he composes himself no i don't have a television the judge interjects sharply case dismissed realistic creepy sonic jumps on his feet in outrage hitting his knee on the table leg and spilling rings everywhere (laughs) this is outrageous he says as slow as he possibly can so it's audible to human ears and not the pitch of a dog whistle (laughs) outrageous You've only begun to conceive your doom, the judge says as he rips off his robes 
His bench around him starts to contort and reshape itself into a giant octopus-like mech with the judge at the center. Fuck! The judge laughs maniacally as he sees the realization wash over Creepy Sonic's creepy face. We'll see you in fucking post-punk punk. You see you fucking punk punk ha cacks in the Fifth Circuit Appellate Court. <laughs> I'm sorry I fucked up at the end there. But like he just he just responded with this entire narrative. Like why as soon as I did. Why, why is he this, not here? Why is this he's, not a whole canon? I've asked him like his again, like he's got a band. Like he's I asked him to like do more of it, and he was like <laughs> like I asked if I could read it because he was gonna do a dramatic reading. He was like, I need it by tomorrow morning, dude. Like I was just up doing doing research, and he was like, Well, can't get it done by then, but you can tell them it was written by the ding danger. And I was like, it, the what? <laughs> it, he's like, it's my game handle. Like, what the ding-dang is going on. But a person who distributes ding-dangs or dangs-dings. It's a mysterious title in that regard. A ding-danger. But to avoid people pronouncing it like danger zone, I removed the E. The ding-danger. <laughs> right, so, said, okay. So, so, no, 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 no. Last little bit. Last little bit. So you can tell your audience that you consulted the Ding Danger about these songs to get my expert musical opinion, and I happen to be in the middle of writing a dramatization of this very scenario. I agreed to your consult. Uh, I agreed to consult you if you would read an excerpt from this screenplay titled "Faster Than the Speed of Law." <laughs> <laughs> this all, I just I love this man. This was like instantaneous there was no time between this like i sent him the thing and then like two minutes later i come back and there's this entire page of this crazy fucking story so hopefully we'll get him to do a dramatic reading and you know a little bit of production quality in there but i thought i would share that all with you today i've had so much fun comparing two fucking songs this well, last should, 24 hours you should you do like little drawings list. to go along with it like yes. oh yeah like, make an animatic. This will be great. So, when we talked about Palm Tree Panic, we went into a seminar on the laws of time travel in the Sonic universe. Mm -hmm. When we talked about Collision Chaos, we mapped out the courtroom proceedings of Sonic <laughs> and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> so, what will happen for Tidal Tempest Zone? Anyone got any drowning stories or anything? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Oh, I was gonna make jokes about drowning creepy pastas, but this game does have creepy pastas. It, it does. We literally oh, does. are. We literally are a creepy pasta right now. We are. So this, we have become the creepy pasta. This level reminds me of the time I took a bath. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? one time. <laughs> <laughs> Playing through this level really epitomizes where I think Sonic CD's level design improves upon Sonic One's because if you play through Tidal Tempest as if it's just a normal Sonic level you're going to get a lot more of a smooth ride out of this stage than you do Labyrinth Zone. I, I do have to state right now that, um, that this level does have, like, one of my... The Japanese version has, like, one of my favorite Sonic tracks of all time. Yeah, the music's good in this one oh, as well. It's so good. I am I... having a hard time remembering what the title Tempest theme is now. Oh my I, god! I was going to say, I don't remember the Japanese one. I can remember oh. the, the American oh. one, no problem. Dude, the, the Japanese theme is such a vibe. Oh my god. Oh, oh it's wait, great. I think I think I know which one you're talking. Hold on. I'm going to I'm going to do that thing where I just grab it real quick. 
but Tidal Tempest, Japanese, and I guess this is for this is for me and Nick both. Okay. That? Oh god. Oh, that is sir, so you gotta stop. I can't hear a fucking thing that's doing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, audio design. <laughs> well, I mean, it's either it's either that and Nick can't hear it. But no, yeah, no you, you completely buggered it up. Yeah, that's a completely different song. What you were playing down the mic there. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing in the world. I don't have right, much well, to say about this level. I uh, I mean, it is a better uh, labyrinth zone, but at the end of the day, it's just more labyrinth zone to me. So I, I really don't fight, have a lot to. The boss it, fight is really, really good in this one. I think the thing I like about the boss fight is that you can cheese the hell out of it really fast if you're quick enough to the point it... where you only have to hit Eggman once. Yeah, this is the one where you've starts. got the you've got the you've got the chase before the fight, right? Oh, it's so cool. Like, honestly, the boss fights in Sonic CD are some of the best with Eggman. Like they are, I think, just conceptually, uh, like it feels like these huge confrontations. They feel like little cinematic set pieces any time that you uh you encounter him I, i'll make yeah. i'll make a quick disagreement for collision chaos. i hated the collision chaos fight yeah there's a lot of the the boss fights in this game i again i really i agree with you wayne i think i love them conceptually this uh i think this is why sonic for episode two let me down as bad as it did and i expected it to after episode one but <laughs> i really as much as 3K kind of refines a lot of these ideas from all of the games prior to its release, I um, this was a concept, like all these concepts were ones I would like to see refined a little bit further because I think this would have worked brilliantly in a sequel if they ever revisited some of these ideas. And yeah, I really like the, uh, the setup for the bosses where Act 3, it's... Um, I like this better than Sonic 2. I like this way better than Sonic 2's. I know it's more streamlined to just have the boss at the end there, but, having, but I really like that Act 3 was like... around bosses is fine. Yeah, and it's it's just a quick little thing that gets you straight to the boss. That's part of the challenge itself. And, um, yeah, again, it shows you, like, your scorecard as far as, like, how you did with the the generators. And it is this big, thematic, creepy thing, and they get really inventive with it. I thought Collision Chaos having a pinball as a boss room was brilliant and probably mm -hmm. should have been implemented better if like we had this perfect world where casino night was uh the perfect <laughs> sonic like i don't know what i'm talking about like if you merge all these ideas together that's i would take that that boss fight and place it in a casino night as opposed to 100 percent yeah like but... as well as that like of all the sonic games that do the three act structure sonic cd does it by far the best and it's by far the most justified I agree. I agree completely. Uh, it is sloppy, though, at the end of the day. It is Collision Chaos specifically was was a very sloppy boss fight. I was super frustrated. I still get super frustrated with that fight. And other times I'm done in like five seconds. So it's. Yeah, I mean, that's the the double edged sword of Sonic games. We try something really weird and new, but we don't always uh, clean it up the best we can. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, uh, back to back to a pup's bath. I I do think it's a really good boss fight at the end there. I like water. All right. Um, has has everyone said everything they want to say on uh, Tidal Tempest? 
I, I'm afraid there's not a whole lot to say well, about Title Tempest, if, to be honest. If you're saying that about Title Tempest, get ready for Quartz Quadrant, the most notable level in Sonic history. I keep forgetting that level exists. I legitimately do. <laughs> it's got some conveyor belts, and that's about it. Yeah. that And it is, like, the quickest one, too. Like, there's a lot of just wide rooms. And, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's, like it's interesting in that level. sense. It's like a mining yeah. level, so... As someone who is a connoisseur of Minecraft, it's I kind of... I'm not a connoisseur of Minecraft, I'm terrible <laughs> at it. But, um, yeah, so if, if you're into mining, that's the level for you. Anyone else got anything to say on this one? Well, Cirrus is uh, using the restroom, so he might have more to say. Maybe... Uh, guys, boss fight I is creative, you. just not particularly fun. I don't oh, remember it. Ah, uh, I know the one. Is it it's where he's the in like, the piston? One. He's in the piston. Oh, and you have to get yeah. Him and wear him yeah, it's. I think it's memorable. It's just not like I don't enjoy it. Okay, it's not so fun to play. Let's just yeah. make an agreement here, though. The boss fights in this game are a big upgrade from the original Sonic One and perhaps Two. Oh, one. hands down, like huge yeah, no. improvement from from one. Absolutely. I, for for uh, creativity alone, yeah. I mean, we also got like one of the most iconic boss fights in the series, a few levels away. But we'll right. get to that when we get to that. Right. And um, I don't know. Do we? Are we waiting for Cirrus? Like we're waiting for Cirrus just... to finish shitting. And as I said, guys, in the chat, he might be gone for the rest of the the video. No, <laughs> but like I said, I said to the guys in the chat, who's still shitting? And as usual. Nick, you and I get the most votes, probably because we're maybe like two of the more known channels in the Sonic community compared to the other. Did we people. really? Yeah, but I I don't shit like in I'm, these in these. Uh, they don't. They're not a part of the the build up process. You Twitter, just don't on, wake your ass up before a show. On, on Twitter, yeah, on Twitter, Cirrus literally like recruited you to go shit on somebody's lawn on Twitter. Or yeah, but Cirrus literally is do a poo cam in his live streams, and <laughs> we also just point out I'm the CEO of napping. Cirrus is the CEO of shitting. Like, come on, guys, do your research on this. Don't be so shy around Cirrus. I know his chest is really intimidating to some of you, but you just got to work with it. You just got to keep your eyes in line. I'm interested in seeing what we're seeing with the chat here, though. Uh, uh, Rhino said Quartz Quadrant is actually one of my favorite CD stages, mostly because it feels like it can move forward without random interruption every three seconds. And that is kind of a good point there. Like, it is one of the fastest levels in the game. Like, you just, you just zip on through without any kind of issue there. I love I would how say, you're just killing time yeah, at this point. It's that, that and Stardust Speedway are probably the, uh, the two that, you know, actually just let you have momentum. So yeah. guys, how is the weather where you guys are at? Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. Applies to, applies to you in the chat ashy. as well. It's very ashy. Well, let Cirrus come back to this if he has anything to say about this. Let's let's keep moving on. We can't okay, wait for so the forever. next stage is makes Quartz Quadrant look like a fucking masterpiece in comparison, as far as I'm concerned. Wacky Workbench. I fucking hate Wacky Workbench. You're not alone in that. I think that's the most notorious level in uh in this game for a lot of people. When I was you a kid, not... I thought it was really fun at first. Yeah. Because you get to play with that mechanic of like, oh wow, look how jump high he jumps. And the music's so again, like the American soundtrack is so energetic and fun and what a cool idea. And then you play a little bit more of it and no. These new there mechanics, is... like so much else of this game, is there to punish you. There is no running in this stage, pretty much. Like, it's pretty much all no. policy. And, like, 
what I do like about it is that you can use that to cheese massive parts of the level. But it makes you wonder why are those platforms even there if you're just going to bounce over them, you know? But, like, also, this stage, as far as, like, doing the time travel stuff, this stage is not built to explore. This is a horrible, horrible stage. This isn't one of, like, is it's this one, too, where... And again, I know you guys didn't go for the generators, but I'm pretty sure it's Wacky Workbench. I think at oh, I, two... I, I tried to go for the generators, but every time I tried to meet this game on its own merits and tried to take advantage of the things that it was doing uniquely, I ended up disliking it more. That's Agreed fair. There. There's so much that flies in the face of the concept it's trying to achieve, much like the original Sonic one. And it's no surprise that this was in development prior to Sonic 2. Because I feel like that was the game where they finally refined it, like got it right. Yeah, because they they focused on Sonic's mechanics. They didn't focus on adding more and more and more and more, and then adding a brand new wacky time travel mechanic on top of things. But uh, I think this is the one where the robot generator is like actively hidden. Like you need to put yourself in danger. Like one of the things that will flatten you. One of those things. You actually need. To get crushed by them, it'll send you down a pipe into where the generator actually is. And I don't know how anybody figured that out without looking it up, because I sure as shit didn't. I think um, one thing that saved a little face was in Sonic Mania, they incorporated some wacky workbench into Chemical Plant, and they made it work. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, the Saf and you know, Mania did what it was supposed to do, which was like, well, let's take all these mechanics and let's see if we can merge them together and make this a, a much more enjoyable experience. Like I genuinely would love a Sonic Mania that was just Little Planet again, but you know, yeah. a little f- more fun. Man, it actually does remind me. I've got a little thesis statement about Sonic CD I want to make towards the yeah, end. Yeah, and Cirrus has a little thesis but... statement. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna wait for him to come back because I actually got a piss, but Goodness gracious, goodness, we're on top of it today, guys. I'm trying to um, keep up with my fluids. It's so, fine. Like I interrupted the entire show for just a, a weird ass story from one of my friends. That's shall we great. have a shall we have a little wager? What kind of consistency do you think it is? So I'm not. Nope. I want to actually right, talk about okay. the angel statue yep. because uh, the the chat's talking about it, and I this again. This is part of why I like exploring games. I like weird little Easter eggs or weird random crap that I can't properly explain like Majin faces or these other weird things. <laughs> I didn't was... know about this weird random angel statue in Wacky Workbench. I have no idea. Until I and, Yeah, there I didn't know this thing existed until there was an achievement for it in uh in the Whitehead re-release. I'm going to google and it. It's just a sprite of just a like a female-ish human. Oh, that's... no way. She's hot. Super hot. Oh, yeah. For a little little sprite statue. <laughs> you know what it actually kind of reminds me of? This is going to be a, a bit of a reach, but it, it, something about it reminds me of Tikal. It does. Yeah, good. That's a good point. I have never. Uh... Huh. Huh. You know, I thought of a fun way if we ever get a 2D Sonic game again to reference Tikal. If they did that statue in. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the statue shows back up in Mania, though. Does it? Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Huh, no, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, it doesn't look like most people know what we're talking about. So yes, um, there is a secret area in Wacky Workbench specifically that has an angel statue. 
I think it unlocks an achievement, but I don't think it does anything else. I can't tell you I remember how to get there from here, but this game was so full of stuff like this, and I genuinely didn't know what to expect level to level, even if a lot of this was built off of Sonic 1. That, um, yeah, and again, because this was like, we didn't have a lot of Sonic I could choose from back then. Well, this is the kind of stuff that left like a very good impression, despite the frustrations as a kid. Well, I think that's also part of the thing is so like somebody like me that's picking up Sonic CD way after the fact, having played a lot of other Sonic games that run off of very different principles of, of level design. If you've only ever played Sonic one and then you're moving on to Sonic CD, this is almost exclusively an upgrade. And I think it's worth worth noting that the gameplay philosophy of Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and onward hadn't really been established by the time Sonic CD came around. No. This idea of taking so much more of your time, about exploring the platforming, getting a bigger emphasis, everything like that, I think that that worked for its era, so it's a little unfair to compare it with like my own experiences, basing it off of everything I've played that came afterward, if that makes sense. Um, I agree, but I think your critique as well, and a lot of these people are now finally playing the game, also merits uh discussion as well because you do see a lot of what this game was doing was strange enough with like what adventure was doing which was like we're trying to do everything like we just have a crazy idea and we're trying to put as much as we can to show off what this thing can do and i think that flies in the face of what you're actually there for a lot of the time because yeah. yeah it's cool to like time travel and everything like that but like if it keeps you from being sonic then you you might have a bit of a problem yeah so yeah, yeah I, uh, it, it, it's certainly like i'm not trying to invalidate the criticisms especially since a lot of the criticisms are coming from me um because <laughs> i don't know that i fully care for sonic cd in uh in its finished form but i love so much about it conceptually and um don't just do get like a, another do-over for it then jesus christ welcome back from the dead dude <laughs> Fucking, what were you doing? Passing kidney stones or something? At Fuck least, hell. at least a few. Imagine shitting. Couldn't be me. <laughs> it couldn't be you. Wayne, do you got to go piss now? I do. Give me one second. Oh, yeah, go do the piss. <laughs> we'll go over some previous stages with Cirrus quickly. So, Cirrus, thoughts on Quartz Quadrant? Um, it's it's not one of my problems with this game. Begin. I I don't mind Quartz Quadrant too terribly much. All right, wacky workbench. Kill me. Okay, and uh, <laughs> now, we're all, now we're all caught up. <laughs> so, do you guys remember the... I I really should have played this game before for doing this. I'm going off of memory, but I it's disjointed in my old age. What was the boss for this one again? Uh, there was these um these moving platforms, I think, and like they had spikies on the bottom, and the platform's lower, and you have to jump onto them until you eventually reach Robotnik at the top, and I think it's a one-hit kill situation. For... That's right. It was kind of kind of familiar, kind of similar with the the water one, the tidal tempest one, where you were able yeah, to very vertical most of his damage. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. I think I might have this wrong. Hang on, wait. No, yeah, wait. No, no. you're right. No, they implemented. I'm not, I'm not right. There, there's rubble falling from the sky. And yeah, you have no. To jump on the platform. I yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. This I was is... confused for something else. I think so. That's... I have a I have a, a funny thing with the wacky workbench boss. So. And Nick attack because Nick Nick was there when I actually did my first playthrough of the game, uh, and I started my second playthrough uh, while we were on call together, and 
I when I did my start of my second playthrough, I was like, you know what? I want to go through this game as Tails because I want to go through Wacky Workbench as Tails because as much as I hated Wacky Workbench as Sonic, Wacky Workbench as Tails is basically playing the helicopter flash game, <laughs> and it is it is wonderful. Like just as, as Tails, that level's fine because it's just playing the helicopter flash game. But I remember getting to the getting to the the rubble boss, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna fly to the top and see if they accounted for the fact that Tails can see up here, and they didn't. So when the rubble is when when the rubble is being made. If you're as Sonic, it's like, oh, it's from the it's from the level above me. The rubble's being dropped from the level above me, and then I'm gonna have to crawl up the rubble to get up top. If you play as Tails and you're flying up where the rubble's if you're flying up like right under the next level, the rubble spawns in midair. It just flickers into existence. And it's also, so weird to watch. A bit of trivia here. Um, with that statue of my wife that is hidden in Wacky Workbench, um, <laughs> if you it. if you get the bad future, that gorgeous sexy lady transforms into a gorgeous sexy Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Takal, what happened to you? <laughs> She's not Takal, you a kid and a fucking creep. It is to me. Wait, leave me alone. Oh no, oh no, I don't want to say She's that. She's thirteen. Um, anyway. <laughs> Um, okay, so moving along to Stardust Speedway Zone. So, um, hang on. Think... Technically, hang on. Technically, Takal's like hundreds of years old, isn't she? Yeah, but she's still yes. got the body of a thirteen-year-old. So you're still fucking weird. What thirteen-year-old looks like that? What thirteen-year-old looks like an echidna? What thirteen-year-old looks like an echidna? About wanting to fuck Takal. Were we not in agreement that we wanted to fuck the statue from Wacky Workbench? <laughs> no, you wanted to. Do you I not want to fuck the statue? <laughs> well, here's the thing. So, um, I want to fuck the statue because I am seeing people talk about this here. I wanted to talk about Wacky Workbench again because again, this is like again like a fun idea not properly implemented. Which again, this is that's so much sonic god hindsight hurts me so hard um i i really like the bouncy floor i like the idea that it can get in your way but man this thing is such a cramped mess of a level but i gotta say and now that my my memory has returned to me i do like that a lot of these boss fights fights not every single one of them but a lot of these boss fights uh take take um uh, parts of the level and implement it as well which was not something we saw a whole lot with classic sonic no um we didn't so oh I, I i just really like how how creative they can be with that this chat is moving in a horrible direction <laughs> so I mean, that is well i mean right. who brought it there it's your right, okay but let, let, here's here's a fucking question right let's say you saw a little girl and then she said she's 10,000 years old. Do you fuck her? No, you don't no. fuck her. What does that look like? We're done with failure. failure. That's fucked. Stop oh, being so fucked. No. Why are you we guys here? Uh, why are we at this stage of the conversation? Being 10,000 years old doesn't here? make a difference if your aging structure is still over or lower. I don't... Are we 10,000 year old child is still a child, goddammit? I don't think that this is a conversation we should be having. I don't think so either. I, yeah, I, I think we're done. Yeah, I think we're I done think, with this. I think. All right, so Stardust sixth, Speedway Zone. The then in sixth that case. meeting um, of Sunset City has taken place. Oh my God, Sirius, we're done. <laughs> so Stardust Speedway, right? Um, 
Fuck, Cyrus, you've got me off track now. I had a thing to say. What? Um, ah, okay, okay. So this is kind of the uh, parallel to Starlight Zone. And I think in terms of aesthetics and boss fight, yeah, it makes the fucking Starlight Zone look like a pile of shit. Trumpets. There's on... so many trumpets in this level. The level design on Starlight Zone is better, in my opinion, because this is a shit show as far as level Dude. design is concerned. <laughs> this feels like a. It's like a. You know the tubes in Chemical Plant that take you from one one part of the level to another. What if it this, was just tubes? What if it was just tubes? And here's the kicker: What if they took you in seemingly random maze-like directions, and by the time you know where you're going, it feels it, it feels like you've ripped off a scab. <laughs> Jesus. I don't I don't hate this level as much as I hated Wacky Workbench, but I did not enjoy this level in the slightest. I hated maneuvering this level like I was Sonic the fucking hamster. It's not an enjoyable <laughs> level. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's tedious. I do. This is one of those levels I greatly appreciate. I a lot of problems I have with Mania is just reusing stuff we've seen before. But I really do appreciate that they brought in Sega, or not Sega CD, Sonic CD levels, and it does feel like they refined those because I think those ones and ones from one specifically needed it. No, no, no. Refined's not the word, Nick. Here, no. Unfucked is the word for this one. <laughs> I wish I could be unfucked. Um, <laughs> God oh, damn no. it. Would you like your V card back? Please. Oh, Sonic had a rough die. transition to CD. So, I gotta say, though, it is still one of the most memorable spots of the game. And this is one of those things I actively didn't want the, the good future for. And that's for the boss fight of this game, which is what everything this game was building to. Like, this is what they... They had to hit out of the park. This is their Green Hill Zone, and I thought they, they did it beautifully, and that's the race with Metal Sonic. This is the climax, and this is where I climax. Yep. Yeah. 110%. We, 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 so, we polish that shiny boy right up. Nick, you have a lot to say about Metal Sonic, don't you? Can you say a few, an, an abridged version of your overall views on his design? I mean, we kind of went into this uh, in the Metal Sonic episode, but like, you know... Yeah, and I'm gonna it. I'm gonna also wait because I mean I'm gonna be repeating points. I've said it in the Sonic CD episode. I'm gonna say it in an upcoming uh, Metal or Mecha Madness March thing. Whenever I do that, March that's when I'll do it again. All right, we'll just but blue ball the live audience and then the, shit. Let me finish my fucking day. sentence. Um, no! <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy and Daddy are always fighting. It's so violent here. Sorry, wait a I'm minute. Scared. You're not. You're not mommy. You got the milkers. So. And no, I'll, I'll bring this up for man. the wider audience of the, the Badniks and all the Badniks and stuff like that. What I love about Metal Sonic more than anything else is that it is distinctly his own design while still being Sonic. But it's it's creepy. It's somehow supernatural and skeletal and otherworldly, but it's still a robot. And I think that vibe of that design is kind of what helped inspire the soundtrack on the American side of things and why they went so creepy with everything else, because his presence does add this weird, creepy factor. This is even with Majin Sonic there, this is our Sonic EXE. This is what kicked off a creepier it, side of Sonic for me was this robot. 
Yeah. And it helped with that bad future because again, like I love, I love the Japanese race. The, that track is amazing and it's iconic and it's beautiful. took me many years to kind of warm up to it, but I finally did. And I, I adore it. And, uh, I like the energy it brings to that race, but I also like the American side of things where it's it seems like just everything's in ruin and desperate and I I just love I love it. I love everything about this. This is the one of the best moments in any any part of Sonic history as far as I, as far as if, I'm concerned. If I could uh just kind of like add to that, um this is gonna sound like a weird tangent, but I swear I'm going somewhere with this. One of my favorite things about Spider-Man has always been this idea that uh, the whole getting bit by a radioactive spider, getting these powers, turning into a hero, that that's something that could have happened to anybody. But uh-huh. it was the spirit and the heart of Peter Parker that, you know, made him who he was. And it was through certain events because he was going down a much darker path at first and he could have become somebody completely different, someone much more malicious, somebody much darker um, versus the Peter Parker and the Spider-Man that we ended up seeing. For Sonic mm-hmm. and Metal Sonic, when I look at him and I was replaying that that fight with Metal Sonic and I was thinking to myself, this is just a dark reflection of the Sonic that's already there. That yep. sassiness, that attitude, that um, that snark, that's something that already exists in Sonic. And this is just like, I mean, given that this is a past, uh, past and future, like different timelines and everything, it feels like this is a Sonic that could have been um that Eggman has just brought into reality. Well, and not even that like in in the American side of things back then. You know, see, this was robotization it, for us. That's robotization. Yeah, that's what we had, which was a super creepy concept. So like um, the, the idea was that that literally was Sonic but roboticized. That's that's a lot of fan theories out there. I mean, you can find Maybe yeah. it's a Sonic I from another like timeline because of the time travel stuff. Maybe that's Sonic from the bad future being just popped in. I do not hate that idea, to be honest. Which would also explain why uh, Eggman keeps using that specific one over and over and it, over again. It too. would also yeah. explain why that Sonic has such a fascination with being the original Sonic. Because to if if we're just dumping head head first into fan theory mode for that Sonic, he is the original. If they we're if we're going with that. that fan theory. They should and, do that. They should do like a game that does the origins of like Metal Sonic. And it's like, it's a perfectly normal Sonic game until like during the third act of the game, Robotnik just puts Sonic in a roboticization chamber and sets him out and just says, right, you're going to the past and you're going to fucking kill your past self. And and this is something that I really admire about Sonic CD because it's something I, I love from this era of games. I talk about it with Super Metroid and stuff like that all the time where you can tell a narrative with nothing but the visuals, the body movement, uh, or body language, rather, of your characters and everything like that. Metal Sonic does that brilliantly, and um, I think that they, they were able to get some mileage out of that, where they don't spell everything out for you, but they give you enough to just kind of, like, play around with in your head, uh, where it's like, what is Metal Sonic's whole deal? There's so much to chew on with... Uh, just him as a as an entity and as a concept when he's there he's just got this terrifying presence um he feels like somebody that you don't want to screw around with you have to take him seriously and i, I love that about him something and i've always can... found um sorry go on nick no you go go first well i was gonna say something i've always found quite funny and i did a tweet about this is how like metal sonic you look at him and you look at his character and he's he's like this creepy fucking sales auditor who would be willing to fire you on the spot over the slightest slip up but his theme music is straight up party music and it literally never fits him. <laughs> it even carries on into Sonic Colors Ultimate. Like his theme 
is fucking party music. And it's like, this guy is anything but a party. Like, for fuck's sake, guys. That's where I, the US soundtrack does it a little better, I think. Is it actually I, yeah, that's that's why I like it better. But it, I mean, and then, and that's more thematically for what's happening there. As a, as a track, it's a fucking banger. Um, but yeah, it's uh, God, it this this fight, <laughs> like you play Sonic One, you play you can play Green Hill, and you're pretty much you're good. Like that's why you play the game. You play through Sonic CD just to get to this point. You want to experience and, this, and like you're, I could tell you how, how many times I was just like, oh, Metallic Madness, no thanks, bye. Like I'm done here. Like this is. This is the climax of the game as far as I'm concerned. And the the following level, I don't even know why it's there. I know, I know we have some, some scrap stuff that it would have been something bigger and crazier. And I do think we needed to wrap things up with Robotnik and, you know, save the world and everything. But mm. you could tell they everything revolved around Metal Sonic, especially after I got Sonic Jam and I saw all the stuff that had been hidden from me as an American, the Sonic OVA, the all the commercials for sonic cd which featured this beautiful like for the time cg uh renders of the characters like there he was such a big deal for this game and you could tell like oh we did oh we did something pretty dope this is cool let's work with it and have you guys noticed that a lot of the badniks kind of share some of his design like the ring eyes and the, like the more smoothed out design yeah like going forward like when you get uh when you get Magnets like the egg ponds and stuff, you do kind of get those little hints. Like they're obviously a little more goofy, but I mean the hints are there. Yeah. Serious, are you eating? I mean, with the with the mic muted. You, did, you, you did you wait till you're you're done with the show, man? Oh, what what are you eating? Pizza? You gonna share it? No. Then put it away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to pup schoolhouse god damn (laughs) schoolhouse pup do you have enough for the whole class (laughs) the next stage is metallic madness um and uh yeah as we say more or less the climax of this game was the metal sonic uh race but then again i do think it is important to get one over on robotnik so let's talk about metallic madness I like the shrinky. I like the shrinky Sonic. He's very cute. What do you guys think? It, it feels like you just jump into like eight bit Sonic mode. Like, okay, now I'm hopping into the Game Gear, guys. See ya. I think it's a cute concept. I uh, and they, they do play with it a little bit, but I, I got more lost than anything else for the first time I played that game. Metallic that Madness sure is a level. It's a tedious. It's a tedious, tedious, tedious level. That is to say, it fucking sucks and I hate it. Ah, I'm kidding. Uh, no, nah, it is tedious. Um, I think it's like the longest winded level in the game for me, where it's just like, God, it just uh, it goes on forever. I don't like it. The exploration feels at its worst, um, where it's just like, God, everything takes twice as long as it should. Well, it feels like... like it feels a little more cramped than some of the other levels. Like the only the only level that's as cramped as this one to me was Wacky Workbench. I think, yeah, that that's the thing for me is that um, the verticality I think is is taken to a whole nother extreme, or it's I, I, I'm having tr- trouble finding out how I want to describe this place. It really just does feel like they wanted to try to create uh, create something that was just like 
taking advantage of everything that you've learned about how things are laid out in these in these stages and and how exploration works in Sonic CD and just kind of give you like you know the pentultimate version of that which obviously like the final area of the game should do but to me it just highlights all the worst flaws bottomless pits you know constantly like running into to spikes and and then never really knowing where you're going this is the only one where i just like got stuck while my um, absolute favorite thing about this stage though is kind of the foreshadowing it has obviously the opening title theme if you've got the japanese version is you can do anything but in the background of metallic madness you can hear a robotic voice say you can't do anything so don't even try get some help no and that's supposed to be robotnik i guess they were going to give him some weird stephen hawking sounding voice at that time <laughs> that would have been cool <laughs> just, just Robotnik communicates with Sonic using that the whole time. He and just it... permanently has like the cash cash vocoder on him at all times. Jesus. Just imagine if there was like a canon where Eggman used a vocoder to talk to Sonic, but not because he's mute, but because he thinks Sonic is that beneath him that he's not worth his lungs. Christ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man. Now that that is a Robotnik. <laughs> I, I do even like the idea that um something I've always really liked about Robotnik is that he's so obsessed with his own genius and his own prowess and everything that he would literally give up his own humanity just to get the upper hand on something. Um I've always wanted to actually see like a very archy thing that's, that, that I've, happened there. I've that always is, wanted to see Robotnik like robotize himself. That like, is that is, that is a thing that happens Archie. in Archie. Like okay, the whole well, contenders for that specifically. That minus the animal sex, and we're game. <laughs> like, no, a whole thing mm. in Archie was that, like, there was a semi roboticized Robotnik who. They... No, there's a full on Robo Robot. Well, well, oh, I know. I'm I'll saying that they, they had. There's a, there's a person they beat, and then, of course, there's Robo Robotnik as a secondary, more, like, dangerous character who comes in and replaces him. Well, no, that's, that's Robotnik from another timeline who is. A roboticized Robotnik. Yeah. Who, yeah, who amplified his powers and took over his his universe. There was a whole thing where you just see him, like, selecting a body from various Robotnik designs, too. It's really neat. And we'll we'll talk about it in speed reading, or when we talk about it on the show. It's a whole thing. We can't get into it now. It is it is a mess. So let's Archie's talk about fucking the, weird. Let's talk about the Eggman, final, the clone saga. The final yeah. boss of the game, which I think is one of the the least the whelming bosses in the classic side I have forgot. So I just it's beat a this game like a week ago and I've forgotten <laughs> what the boss is. It's a propeller. And it is. You hit it four times. I can even tell you as a child, as a child, I was like, what is this? Oh, yeah, this is the thing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I remember the boss now. I'll I'll forget it in another week. I don't mind them not doing the giant neck thing for the final boss, but like, for example, I think Big Arm is a is a perfectly fair final boss. This is just it just feels like a standard Sonic boss fight. It feels kind of like you fight this and then you fight something else later, which allegedly is something that was supposed to happen. Is there was supposed to be like a giant Robotnik mech in like the final yeah. boss, which got cut. Which... No idea why they didn't put that in the Whitehead port. I mean, and ironically enough, it does feel like that happened with Mania as well. If you go with the Egg Monarch, I I refuse yeah, to believe that wasn't. There's yeah. literally no giant that you see it, but you don't fight it. <laughs> it's it's really weird too, because like when it when I now that I'm thinking about this particular boss fight, it feels a lot like the boss fight in Sonic One, where it's just the pistons coming down. 
mm-hmm. and that's your final fight there. And it's like of all the of all the battles, this feels really anticlimactic. Like this is at least for Sonic One, you could make the narrative excuse that oh well, Eggman's out of mechs. This is this is his last ditch effort to try to kill you. Like he's literally just trying to beat you down with the machinery that he just has in his factory on the assembly line, and that's it. But for this boss, this is a purpose made mech that just it feels like it was on on the design table halfway through, and he just didn't finish it. This to me is not one of the worst final boss fights. This is one of the worst boss fights. Period. You oh. can't attack it without getting hurt, right? Like that yeah, first you can. time. Can yeah. you can you attack that first time without getting well, hurt? Okay, so there's two steps to this. Step one is get good. Step two is when he <sighs> expands his little propeller wing things out, if you do a well-timed, well-coordinated jump, you can get through without hitting the propellers. Okay, well, that's, again, that's me not playing this game for years, so I apologize for that. Fucking that's fair, <laughs> but that's... <laughs> I'm the one that should relate to this game the best. I should know this already, but that said, this is um, this is a nothing fight. This is as nothing of a fight as the very first boss fight. Like, they bookend this game with, like, these embarrassing battles with Robotnik. They get so creative in between all that, it makes me wonder what the hell happened. Metal Sonic really was the climax of that game. And they were building up to it. Like, that was clearly the point. It has the most polish of anything else happening in that game. And, uh... Yeah, dude, like... (laughs) I don't know, man. Like this game was such a weird, wild adventure. It really deserved a bit, a bit more at the end there. Like maybe again, this is why I would like a proper sequel. Um, mm. I think like playing with like the time travel in the final boss fight would have been like a really cool idea. Um, have him like hop into different timelines and you have to chase him through the timelines. And yeah, yeah you almost see something like that in Mania again, where you. I have was to about to take... bring that up. Yeah, it's uh. I see a lot of mania in that in that fight. We're sorry, a lot of CD in that final boss fight, just in terms of how it's set up and all that. And they were just like, "Yeah, but what if we just went nuts with it and we just have a Phantom Ruby instead of uh, Time Stones?" The thing is, like, um, even if you compare this to other small mech final boss fights, like I I have no issue with them not always necessarily doing the gigantic final boss. But it's like Sonic Three, for example. Big Arm is quite a small average sized robotic mech but you've at least got things like the two bosses that precede it the sky going dark it at least feels climactic this doesn't nothing like you you could take this exact boss and make it feel a bit more climactic by just staging it a bit differently but they don't and even worse in the usa version his boss theme isn't even any different to the regular boss theme not to mention with this this is the type of boss that you can put as like the second or third boss earlier in this game or any other 2d sonic game and it feels per- it it feels okay as a second or third boss. No one would know. I I but it because it doesn't feel wrong there to me is, is comparatively to what Sonic One had or like the early boss fights in in two. I agree. Yeah, like it's it's obviously not going to outdo the stuff we get by the time we get to three. Like three's boss design is a lot better managed and better handled than what we get in those original games. But I mean, like I'd say. <clears throat> In terms of the bullshit scale, Death Egg Robot is quite a bullshitty boss, but at least it feels climactic. From it feels like a it. proper final challenge, and yeah. there are means to to tackle it. It's not unfair once you take your time and, and handle it. Um, 
it is i mean it's frustrating when you don't have any rings to to tackle that but it is still a designed fight and this doesn't feel like it's anything just let's just throw damaging hitboxes at you and we'll get rid of the hitboxes the longer the fight goes the fight scales down not up woo yeah yeah it really doesn't feel like robotnik's giving it his all here he's just phoned it in this time He's just, just like, tired. Oh, He's fine. tuckered you, out. You fucking won this, but I'm still gonna just get the propeller. Let's just see if this works. <laughs> he gets to just be. He gets to just be depressed. Eggman from Sonic and Tails are. He's he's so sad that Metal Sonic his his favorite is has been destroyed. That he's just like my son. I miss my son, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him a lot. Oh my god, the. <laughs> But I miss my wife tails. <laughs> like I like I know the stupid meme, but like you ever have one of those things that just plays in your head and you just can't help you can't help it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um yeah. I think it doesn't feel like we have a lot of energy today, and I think that's from our own personal lives and everything else, but I also think it's because it's it's just not a, I don't know, man. Like, I, there's a lot of this game that I don't greatly enjoy, but I also, I do still appreciate to the point where I, I like that I see inspiration going forward. I really like the, the kind of end boss battles in Sonic Four Episode Two, even if the mechanics aren't super hot. I like everything that Mania took from this game, but at the end of the day, I, uh, this is strangely one of those games where. If I'm like truly honest with myself, I like game preservation. I think everything should be playable and everyone should have a chance to try anything. But if I'm selfish, I I kind of wish this stayed on the Sega CD because that was a weird machine and it had weird games and it came out at a weird time. And this Super of all the classic Sonic trap. games is is very much of its time. And I I appreciated that weird surreal experience that it was yeah when it's on everything then it loses that appeal and i uh it starts to I, stick out like a sore thumb well that's yeah, kind I of guess. what i was getting at with my with like tr if you're trying to compare it with everything that came after because it wasn't it was almost part of a different kind of sonic series uh when it was being developed yeah i did want to mention though and this was kind of my my whole thing i would love to see not so much a remake, but more of like a reimagining of this idea of Sonic CD in yeah. a 3D space. Ooh. Kind of taking some inspiration from the Sonic level design of, say, Sonic Adventure 1, where I think that that game did a really good job of having these more open areas for you to explore that just let you just go nuts. I think that this exploration idea, these mechanics, I think that they actually lend themselves so much better to a 3D space than they do a 2D one. A Sonic, a Sonic collectathon with these ideas, something oh. like that. Yeah, you know, I think I have the perfect game for that. Sonic Lost World. Get you out! Know what? <laughs> <laughs> Lost World is still a very linear level-based game, though. It doesn't. It I doesn't... just have a scowl on my face. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with Lost World is, I play, I have fun, and I'm like, this ain't so bad. But for some reason, whenever I'm not playing, I'm like fuck that game that's kind of how i am <laughs> with it as well like when i when i'm in the middle of like so when i did my last lost world playthrough i was doing it on stream right after a forces playthrough and like 
there was just this smile on my face of like, wow, this is so much better. But like when I'm not playing, I don't, have, so I boys. don't, I don't have the thought in my head of I should go back and play that game again. That's the opposite of Stockholm Syndrome. They should put Zavok in Sonic CD retroactively and make God him the damn it. No, I knew it. I knew it. God damn it. He just comes in. Doctor, I will control your minion now. The thing about <laughs> Lost World is I think it's a good game, but I fucking hate it because, like, we're, we're done. It's a, it's a competent <laughs> platformer, but it's so unsonic in every way, and it just and fucking pisses. It, anyway, so to summarize my thoughts, so, sorry, Wayne, fucking I'm <laughs> you're fine. You here. No, please, please. <laughs> Please go ahead, because I'm just about to summarize my thoughts on Sonic CD, Lost World Infinite. So if you would you, like to just, you know. You know what, though? Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, they did a better job explaining Little Planet than they ever did with Lost Hex, which is just there. Yep. Wait, you Little sound Planet... really different. I, that's very strange. You sound like Nick today. Oh, God. <laughs> but um... I, like Trey. I said Wayne could speak! <laughs> Nick, go ahead. But just as a quick... Just a quick thing there, like I appreciate that they actually explain that little planet shows up in the orbit of Sonic's planet once a year. Lost X mm. just is just fucking there. It's a thing. Yep. It's Sonic. in the sky. Like the planes crash into it every so often. It's so weird because like with the with the little planet thing with Eggman chaining it down, it just it makes sense that he would because and he does that fucking later in Sonic Colors. He's just like, what if I took one planet? And instead grabbed all the planets. It actually makes sense, actually, now. I figured it out. You know the Malaysia flight that went missing? Oh, my oh, God. No. <laughs> Wait, it's is, on the Lost Hex. It's on the Lost Hex. That's where it is. Is, is the Lost Hex just the Bermuda Triangle oh of God. Sonic? I mean, it would be much cooler if it was, but I would say, let's be real, like, thematically, Sonic CD is the Bermuda Triangle of this entire franchise. Yeah, fair I enough. Just, so to summarize my overall thoughts on Sonic CD... <laughs> I think it's aged like milk, but like the the whole mechanic and level design do not work together. Um, it's easily one of the less memorable Sonic games. So overall, I'm going to give it a 9.1 out of 10 and say there's something for everyone. I, Too see, much that's, water. That's <laughs> Too much, God damn it. Right no, don't be that, that uh... fucking Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's almost where I have to come in, into contrast because I think it's one of the most memorable Sonic games. I just think it's one of the least fun to revisit. And my thing is, is just like as much as I did not enjoy playing this game, I loved so much about it conceptually, spiritually. I was talking about like some other Sonic games that I just don't really respect on the same level as others because I don't feel like there was any heart there. With this, I feel nothing but heart. I feel nothing but inspiration. This is this is a game that people cared about and they really wanted to play around with some really, really inspired ideas. I think it's so beautiful in just the way that it's conceptualized and, and, and everything like that. And I just wish it belonged to a better game. And that's kind of why I would like to see a reimagining of it. I want to yeah. see these ideas and these inspirations, this passion. I want to see it put towards something else that maybe it just fits better with, because I think that, everything that's here on its foundation deserves to be in a better game. There are a couple things before, uh, sirs, before you give your final thoughts that we yeah. should probably mention here too, just and, and I, cause I, you do have great points, Wayne. I, I think I agree with everything you're saying there. Um, yeah, they do a lot of like things that we don't see. Otherwise, I think why I tolerate it as well as I do is because it doesn't change Sonic's core physics. So I have something I'm familiar with when I'm tackling these weird environments. And so I, there's not a new thing I need to learn on top of everything else I have to learn. 
so I think that's why I'm, I'm more tolerant of it. I appreciate this is Sonic's like riding a bike, the classic games. Like once you get the hang of it, like you could take that anywhere. And that that's why I respect the core mechanics as much as I do. But things we didn't mention that this game does, we have the shittier spin dash, and then we have the really stylish oh, the super peel out. Peel out. <laughs> Which is fucking useless as well. <laughs> like it goes it's as fast style. as the yeah. spin dash. Except you can get hit in the face by like imagine pitching that like hey kids you want to see Sonic's new move yeah okay so it's basically it's like the spin dash but you can still get hurt by things what the fuck is that all about to to be fair though to be fair though this game was in development in tandem with Sonic two like the spin dash was a new thing period at that point but it goes to show you like how much style mattered over everything else that a lot of what Sonic was doing, whereas like we're gonna put the super peel out here. It has some mechanics. Well you just put it in the spin dash. Yeah, but this looks cool. It does so, look cool, but it looks cool. Uh, it's so cool. It's the, <laughs> it's the reason why when we got Sonic in Super Smash Brothers Brawl, everybody was so happy that he had the the figure eight run. They're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's the peel out. Yeah, which and that's why I use it all the time as a kid too, because like, wow, this looks rad. But um, on top of that as well, another super memorable thing we did not talk about at all was the toy animation. Oh, yeah. Best <sighs> thing about the game. Oh, it's so it beautiful. Was... I, I, so I have, I have a couple things to say about it. The first one is, oh, boy, did this not look that great when it was on the Sega CD itself. It looked so... really impressive back then. I'll, I'll promise you that much. We're like, I, well, the Sonic cartoon. And I, it's not the thing that fucking sad I am shit. I, I, so in the same way that when I played Legacy of Goku the first time, seeing the, the little like bit crunched scenes from the show were interesting. <laughs> but it's I really appreciate being able to see this uh, in in other in other versions because you're gonna oh remember for God, me. Yeah. I did not I did not experience Sonic CD on original hardware first. I experienced uh, the my first exposure to it was watching the opening cutscene as part of the Sonic Mega Collections demonstration because there's a whole like history of Sonic thing you can watch on there. And the mm. Sonic CD, the the Sonic CD portion of that was my first exposure to CD, and it's what made me start seeking out YouTubers talking about it because it made me interested in that. Then when I actually got to see what Sonic CD looked like on the original hardware, it was really underwhelming because I had seen the full on toy animation first before watching the bit crunched compressed version. It's also and- worth noting. This game marks the first time I think that we hear Sonic's voice, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does. Oh yeah, when he commits suicide. Yeah, when he commits oh. suicide. And well, there's like weird, weird commercials or shit like that in Japan. Maybe that might have had him. Or, he was or when you get like one ups and stuff. He's like, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's the like same he's... voice actor as uh, who sang one of the songs, like the toot toot song. I thought Nothing. you said he's the same voice actor as Hussein. I was like, who's Hussein? Oh my god. Oh god, no. <laughs> god. You were just talking about how Eggman's the terrorist. Dude, Hussein's a perfectly normal name, man, okay? Don't get the association mixed up. Dude, that's really <sighs> oh, actually quite insensitive of you. I hate... Oh I hate... So, yeah, in conclusion, I think all of us appreciate a lot about Sonic City more than we actually enjoy the game itself. There's a lot of ideas worth 
worth mining, and I don't think they're done with it. I hope they're not anyway, because I think mm-hmm. Mania and future stuff definitely inspired that. And I mean, the toy animation was such a breath of fresh air, even in that crunched up bit as it was, because all I had was the thin shark spikes of Sonic in Adventures and Sad Am, which uh, the, was not a fan of. Lock. I wanted to see more of you know my full bodied haired Sonic and man, the animation was like the first time I got to see a cartoon of my boy doing what I wanted to see him doing. It was, it was really special. And it was like, it was like, I, I got to admit, dude, like, I think I almost teared up when I finally got to see that full and clear for the first time years later, because it was just something I desperately wanted. Like, I want to see what this actually looks like or that tiny little screen where metal Sonic is definitely there. I can't see him super well, but I finally got the full thing and it's as beautiful as is I could remember. And like, that's how I have to remember it now. I can't even really remember how crunchy and bad the CD version was. It's ah, so good. Anyway, with apologies to anyone called Hussein, I had a manager called Hussein at one of my previous jobs and he was anything but a terrorist. I think you're sticking on. So carry it on. Um, I just wanted to stress that. Okay. God, you're making it. Weird. You're making it weird. We're having just, the meeting now. We're um, having the meeting now. <laughs> so many meetings. Jesus, it's only a matter of time till we're all fired. It just becomes Nick's podcast. Um, <laughs> so let's so, just let's let's wrap it up and let's, let's get do. To... Okay, so final thoughts on Sonic CD, everyone. I thought we just had them. Well, I okay. Mean... Well, are we done? Are we done with that? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well. Okay. Let's move I'll, on then. I'll I'll, to... I'll do mine another day, I suppose. The... Wait. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Gave you the opportunity, did I not? <laughs> no, no, we've been talking the whole time. I'm you sorry. Think... Go ahead, sir. <laughs> oh my God, pup. So, there. Are, I I guess there's a, the little bit of echoing that I do have to say. We're like, there's a lot of ideas in CD that get carried over that I think I like better when they're carried over. Um. I like the idea that we we actually have Metal Sonic in in modern media again. There was this long drought where we just didn't have him. And we have him again now, and I'm happy with that. Um, I do like that there is at least a little consistency with time travel in Sonic's universe. The idea that uh, Sonic has a a linear uh, linear time travel literally gets carried over into stuff like Sonic 06. Uh, despite people's grievances with that game, but time travel works pretty much the same way in that game, plot holes aside. I like that a lot of that stuff gets carried over from here, even if I don't like the base game itself. And it is a game that when I play through when I played through it the first time, it was very frustrating. When I revisit it, it feels like familiarity makes this game a lot more palatable. But that's kind of also the problem. When you're playing a game like this, especially a Sonic game, first impressions matter especially more so when it's like almost the second ish game of your entire series i really wish the first impressions would have been a little better for me and so it wouldn't have taken me so long to actually complete this game but, but i, I mean, but i don't talk about it. first impressions though dude like i mean you were you playing it when it initially released because this was so the praises were sung you know back and forth back then for this game like, this was why you bought a Sega CD. That's fair. And apparently, according to some, this was the only good Sonic game. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you, are you fucking done? 
Are, are we moving <laughs> on to the part where we read out the absolutely hated and despised things that make us feel very awkward every time we receive them and people shouldn't send us these? I fucking... I'm going to... <laughs> are you going to become how, a joker? How much... How much violence do we want to commit this episode? I'm just, I'm very upset every time I receive one of these, literally. So um, <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> so let's start at the top, everybody, with our pal Jamal with $2, who says, Happy B-Theory, everyone. He's so nice, isn't he, Jamal? I fucking love Jamal. He's so nice. Why it's always good to have Jamal? you, man. I love Jamal. Well, thank you, man. Uh, next is Junkyard Productions with $5. Wayne... You check out SMBZ? Have I'm, you? I have not. I'm actually waiting because I think uh, the crew and I actually discussed how we were going to try to watch it together sometime uh, just for funsies. So I'm pro probably just going to hold that for, for that just so uh, the boys here can kind of see my my raw first reactions to uh, to what I've been hearing is a, is a very fun little series. It is. We've been discussing doing things outside of the podcast once... Uh... Because uh, I, I should mention everybody, I've I've kind of told my my day job I'm uh I'm done, so I'm gonna have more time to focus on stuff. And one of those things is getting us uh, updated on our our podcast into things audio wise because people have been desperate for that. But I think if we had the time, it we'd have a lot of fun like doing streams that didn't relate to the podcast and maybe some other stuff. But we'll we'll talk about it. We're just we got plans. For that yeah. specifically. Stuff going and on they, in the future. Yeah, and Junkyard also asked, uh, do you guys think you could do a FanWorks episode? I think we, we have, will eventually. We, we we did Sage, but like the thing with FanWork episodes is that every single fan made thing ever is terrible. So we don't <laughs> oh my we don't want to drag anyone uh. through the mud or make an example out of anyone. So we've got to tread carefully there as we see through the shit that, you know. No, I'm just kidding. I love FanWorks. Um, but like yeah, no, we did Sage. There's potentially more on the cards, but of course, you know, we want to deal with it in a way that's more encouraging than anything else. So we just have to calculate it and learn how to not be terrible people. Exactly. There we so go. So then we've got Anim Soltron says, well, he sends 4.99 and says, have you ever noticed that Metal Sonic's hand is missing on the desktop icon for the PC version of Sonic CD? Franchise ruined. <laughs> what a fucking mess. What did Blind Squirrel do that? Oh my god, oh no. I just oh no god. I just noticed that. Oh no. I just I just minimized so I could look at my icon and why? Uh, my favorite one comes from Sony or Sony, I don't know what the fuck it is. If it is Sony, give back the rights to Spider-Man. Sends um 279 Canadian dollars and says Sonic CD's acorns across your face. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done. One of the other two gentlemen, it's just been me and Pup so far. I want to take this amazing one. Sure, sure. Uh, so, oh, God, sorry, I was stretching. Um, Jeremy Montoya, <laughs> back at it with another $50 donation super chat. I always look forward to my four Sonic dads talking about a blue hedgehog that goes fast. You guys make Fridays way past cool. P.S. If you guys got divorced, I wouldn't know who had used to. Dude, well, I thought you would stay with. 
I got you that toy helicopter you asked for, but I just want to note the word you're looking for is daddy when it comes to me. So. Oh, okay. I think okay. it's time for another poll. Let's see. I'm, who, I'm, who's adopting I'm, Jeremy? Who, who are you going to live I'm, with? <laughs> I'm taking Jeremy. Jeremy's staying with Wayne. I'm, I'm going to put, put, up, put up a poll. It's, it's, up, do the poll. it's up for our <laughs> You want to live with. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, Do while not... you're doing that, while you're doing that, Cyrus, you want to take the next one? Oh, sure. I'll definitely take this. Or two, I guess, I'll, I, actually. I, I'll take this one. It's from Akka Shodan. $10. Thanks. Thanks, Shodan. How about, how about you take Jamie's? <laughs> and then uh, Jamie Chevalier, it looks like. Uh, thank you very Chevalier. much. Chevalier. Chevalier. Oh, yeah, right. We did this already. I, I screwed this up before. I'll screw it up again next week. You're as bad <laughs> as Nick with, with the name Dalek. Dalek. <laughs> oh, my God. After the after the colors fiasco this week, I definitely needed to hear you guys talk about my favorite classic game. Uh, CD gets more fun the more you memorize. I I do actually agree with that because that's that's kind of what my experience was. It was like when I was going in blind, I hated it, and then like as I started to memorize all this, I'm like, oh, sake. Yeah. <laughs> nothing noteworthy, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh boy, God. Oh, well, boy. James, There's a lot to unpack yeah. there. <laughs> Um, uh, all right, let's uh, move along. Go ahead. <laughs> well, who wants to? What, what's next, and who wants to read? You're you're next. If we're going down the table, oh, okay. We'll just start okay, from so the table, go forward. That Jordo, that one in particular, sends five dollars and says, "All I've learned from this stream is that pup is so infectious, you have to preemptively wear a condom just to be safe in the same room <laughs> as the dog." I could feel my ego just growing as I read that one. I'm about to become very insufferable. So, I, I will say that I did get a, a comment on that Sonic Colors review saying that they could feel your influence dripping into my content. So, oh, I do love <laughs> dripping things into you, Wayne. I must admit. Why? That Jordan came back with another five dollar dollars. No, 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 no. no. You put it in there. We put it in there twice, as you and me. Goodness, yeah. yeah we just okay. have to decide who's doing that going forward. All right. Um, do you want to read it again anyway. I'll, I'll read, read the next. Well, no, Jordan did actually do another one. Uh, I don't know if any of you have played Sonic Time Twisted, but it's a it's fascinating how it makes time travel mechanic uh, in an S3K style game. I've not tried it yet. Have you guys touched that game at all? I have not. I haven't touched anything in over a year. <laughs> so that's a, uh, yeah, I guess that'll go for it. a fan-based one. I, I've heard of it, but I've not played it. I'm interested to to check that out. I didn't, I should have assumed it would have had time travel, though. Is it is it official? No, no, no. It's, well, it's then it's shit. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, let's just everyone. keep going down the, the table here. Sir, so we want to take the next one? Uh, yeah, this one is from Lederick, and it is a incredibly generous $50 donation. Just says, just take some money. Imagine having you, money. Thank we, you. Couldn't we, will. couldn't be me. We will take We appreciate it. Oh my god. Especially since I'm going to be without a job soon because I'm, I'm so weird. Ah, I'm so stressed about that. It's fine. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Coming soon. Regret. <laughs> Wayne, your turn. Uh, Aiden F. Uh, $5. Love the show. Binged all the episodes and couldn't get enough. Do you think a Snapcube fan dub of colors would be better than what we actually got? Um, what snap cube? Please, snap a dub by uh, Cirrus is asshole would be better so, than what Contact and Graph came up with. Snap, oh, snap cube, uh, snap cube. Penny Parker, oh. she she helms that uh real time fan dub of Sonic Adventure Two that the uh, hello, I've come to make an announcement thing comes from. Yeah, hell uh, yeah, yeah. Give, all hell the best to the cast memes. of Sonic and Tails are. 
Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know. There's something about the whole, like, um, uh, would it be better than what we got? I, I don't know. I, I don't like the blanket statements like that, where it's just, uh, at the end of the day, I do want to remember that it's like real people working on all the projects, even the professional right. ones that we get. And yeah. the it, it almost feels like a personal slight against the porting team that worked on Sonic Colors Ultimate. And I think it's worth remembering we have no idea what kind of time frame, budget, or what kind of conditions they were working under. I, I don't know. I feel unfair. Uh, the words of a man who jacks it to the Sonic Colors cutscenes, everybody. So, I think that was the thing I grilled the hardest in my review. <laughs> yeah, I think you most did. people were. I, I don't think none of, none of these are. Uh, nothing's above uh, critique, but yeah, I uh, yeah. I do agree. Some people need to kind of chill out with the personal attacks for sure. Fuck you, and, 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 and I don't think I, I don't think Aiden. I don't think Aiden meant it that way. I don't. I don't want to point fingers um, at them. Uh, I'm just saying that it's like something personally that I don't feel super comfortable with saying on my own. You are a couple of hillbillies. I what? do live. So, in, I do live in Georgia. Uh, That's like ninety percent of us here. Is it my turn? turn? Yes, your yeah. turn. All right. Okay. Let's have a look. Where, where, where are we at? Uh, uh, right uh, under Red Hot uh, Chili Peppers. I found it. That Jordo says. Yeah, lol, not quite the same thing, but every time I whistle the Chow Garden song, I somehow always transition into September by Erd Bewind and Fire, lol. Um, <laughs> now, um, I I don't know. I, I, I don't know that, but I fucking love September. It's impossible not to like that song. If you don't like that song, I don't trust you. I don't... Oh, I know September. Yeah, that's a good song. Oh, it's such a good song. Oh, man. Fuck. Uh, I guess it's my turn. Anim Soltron sent four ninety nine our way. Thank you. This happened to my buddy Eric once. <laughs> I understand the reference. Do you guys get the reference? I don't. Can you explain? Don't. It to so me? basically, um, <laughs> uh, you know the Joker movie. Um, yes. So on Letterboxd, someone left like a four star review saying this happened to my buddy Eric once. <laughs> 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 Hello, my name is Eric, and I am about to become the Joker. <laughs> Society. That's so good. Society I guess we really mall. do live. Now, Suris sends no super chat, but says, be right back, restroom, today at 1857. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get rid of my uh, my extra comment here, because uh, it's just being redundant. There we go, I think. Yeah, there we go. Right, All right, Suris, then... it's your turn. All right, uh, so this one is... From Superstatic Pro, thank you very much for the five dollars. The angel statue in Wacky Workbench looks very close to Illumina. You know that pink angel-looking lady that shows up in the last cutscene of Sonic Shuffle. Oh is yeah, she... sure. I've played Sonic Shuffle. Is she bangable? <laughs> Do you well, think there's any being imaginary? It's kind of hard, isn't it? Do you think there's any Rule Thirty Four of the Wacky Workbench statue? Knowing my luck, it will be the bad future version, though. It's just Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> if there is literally any character in the Sonic franchise that doesn't have Rule 34, then we need to keep it safe. We, no, we need, we need to make to... it happen. We have to conquer the entire law. I can't. I cannot. Now that I it will has not been... rest until I've seen every Sonic character's <laughs> nipples. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's been talked about, the at rule thirty four literally is if it exists, there's porn of it. So now that you've said it, we if can't there break is not, the rule. We can't break the rule. God damn it! I, I wanted us to be one of like the, the go to Sonic podcasts. I just wanted it to be like 
nice and professional. Oh, uh, we're better to the go-to Sonic podcast. We're the go-to and runaway Sonic podcast. <laughs> we're uh, way past cool. We're complex. We're, we're way past go-to. Anyway, whose turn is it? Uh, it was actually your turn. I believe it's you Wayne's, read turn. Out it's Wayne's turn. It's Wayne's turn. Uh, yeah, but you skipped your Wayne's turn. Party time. You cheat. You cheat. I did from, not uh, skip any of them. I did the the Joker one. From. Oh yeah, you did, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I did. Ah, <laughs> okay, all right. I got nothing against you, man. We friends. We good. We good. Forget the knife word. stuff. Forget it. From Trey. Trey. Thank you. From Trey Nobles. Five dollars. Thank you. Thank Trey. you. You. <laughs> you all look terrifying, which isn't too different from the norm. <laughs> Love you all. <laughs> Love you too, Trey. Thank you, Trey. I refuse to acknowledge your existence. Pup, it's your turn. Okay. Um, So the evil Delic uh, says, are we going to talk about CD's place in the timeline? For me, it's definitely after Sonic 2, because why the hell would Eggman go from metal to robos? Well, he's a very inconsistent guy. Well, I know uh, that there's uh, the Ian Flynn thing. I mean, he just, he gave his theory and I, it makes sense, which is, I think it's less fun, but it, I mean, just narratively wise, he's just like, look, it's just after Sonic 3 Knuckles is its own separate adventure. It makes sense why after all the Sonic robots, we land on metal and we stick with metal. And I agree. Like if you had a if you gun to my head, like had to do something with it, it's just Sonic on a one random adventure. I wouldn't doing lie that. Up, it uh... is the Occam's razor in a very messy uh, continuity. I but Mecha Sonic, man, he's so much cooler. But um, they also go out of their way in Sonic Adventure to show both Mecha Sonic and Metal Sonic in the same thing, which could imply that uh, he's working on both robots doing their own different thing at the same time, which is an interesting idea, but... Then he ends up slapping their parts together to make Metal Overlord. I have a hard time, like, not keeping it between two and... or, like, one and two because just of gameplay-wise more than anything else, but narratively... I would probably stick it after Sonic 3 Knuckles. But being a time travel wonky doodly thing, who can actually say? See where the Sonic 4 saga began. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> so the next one is from Emu Emmy. Is it Emu or Emu? Emu I can tell you it's not Emu. It's no, Emu. It's, it's, it's you think I, you know, since I was there for that conversation, you think I'd remember better, you know? Oh, that, that's you, right. You, that's right. You, you were, were, in fact, there for that, yes. But so this no. is definitely 100% directed at me. I mean, come on. It's, it's well, no, a dog, the, right? <laughs> no, so the, it's, she sent a, a little dog animation, but like when we copied it over to our chat in Discord, it, it literally just, just says dog, says dog animation. animation. I typed that because I couldn't copy <laughs> anything else, okay? I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't. But like, so, yes. Yeah. It's it's but very cute. We we sincerely pre- I got we got to throw some super chats for wit. No no more super Sonic and Tails art. Damn it. Um, she still yeah, has no, premieres but, for new songs. Yeah, uh, Trey, Emmy, like that whole crew just wrapped up Sonic and Tails R. That's why we started as late as we did, and this is how you can tell I'm tired because I didn't even mention that at the at the top of the show. So I apologize for that. Uh, it's I a beautiful thing. It's 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 great to have it all like finally together and completed so if you've not checked that out yet if we are talking about sonic fan projects that's that's a must listen absolutely 
Welcome to yeah. Low Energy Set City. <laughs> Sun is setting on my exhaustion. It it is. Anyway, uh seriously, I think it's your turn. Uh the next one we have is from the Evil Dalek. No, it's not. No, that's one the that just Dalek. popped up. Oh, one that right. just <laughs> just popped up. Hold on, wait. Did the no, there we go. Okay. Yeah, this one's from Mr. Uh, Mr. SP. Thank you very much for the $10. So do you do any of you actually know anyone who thinks this is the best Sonic game? Personally, I do not. So it's personally, I do not know anybody in my life that thinks it's the best Sonic game. But I do remember a time on the internet in the, the ye old era of everybody has top 10 list channels uh, where... Sonic CD was being heralded as the best of the Sonic games repeatedly, especially by Screw Attack. Yeah. It's it's going to be the best by people who don't actually play a lot of Sonic games. If it's their favorite, that's fine. Um, and back in the 90s, it was definitely doing some really interesting stuff and really bold stuff. And it again, when you compare it to a lot of other platformers that were out at the same time, this is still a really good game in comparison to most of what else we had out there. But... I sincerely doubt anybody who considers this the very best of all the Sonic games is uh, saying that both objectively and with uh, the obsession over the franchise like a lot of us have. If you so. think Sonic CD is the best one, I will not be your friend. Oh, there you go. So that's all well, I have to do to end this curse? <laughs> you think Sonic CD is the best one? No, I don't, actually. I'm not going to well, lie to you. there you go. Curse not over, bitch. Stop trying to lie to me. <laughs> I'm worth more than that, man. Cry <laughs> into your pizza, Cyrus. There is no oh, pizza left. Christ. Oh, a fun. No. There really is no upside to this. Uh, th this this <laughs> one's me. So Ryan Darkclaw sixty forty three sends five dollars and says, "Do you feel the fandom attacking the staff behind the scenes too much?" Like. Too much like like. Give me a second. Uh, do you feel the fandom attacking the staff behind the scenes too too much? Like like uh, unhealthy obsession too much? I, okay, so I think I understand the sentiment behind this. Um, and the answer is yes. Uh, people get really vitriolic towards the staff when a lot of it is like yelling at a cashier, or maybe coming into somebody's store and then like. It, talking loudly about how the secondhand prices are are uh, are all bullshit and they're going on about these conspiracies around other customers about how like you know it's all scam and everything I, i'm not bitter there, um, isn't there? <laughs> god I've, welcome to sunset therapy wayne i fucking hate hate my job sometimes um i don't hate my job i hate the people that come in Nah, it's it, it really is it's just we're People, people poking a stick at the wrong individuals, and it's just like you're dealing with the people that are are working with the best that they've got. They're getting handed table scraps, and then they're being told to do something with it in a very short amount of time. A lot of the times, I see something like Sonic Colors Ultimate in a very similar frame to a rushed uh, license game uh, springing off of a movie, where it's just like, well, we need this. You guys are a house that that does this sort of thing. Have at it, and you got to do it in this time frame, and uh, stack on top of everything else that's been going on this year. We don't know these people personally. We don't know what they were having to do with behind the scenes. 
and it just feels incredibly unfair. Yes, uh, the product itself is not above criticism, but the team itself should not be dealing with more criticism than what is due. And it's... I'm gonna, yeah, I I want to double on that, but at the same time, um, I think it's more about how you uh, bring out that that criticism, and because uh, yeah, we don't know exactly what happened. Even, I mean, we're not game developers, not by any stretch of the imagination, but. At the same time, some blame needs to be lying at the at the feet of the development team, as well as Sega themselves, who seem to be the consistent problem here. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to remember what you're critiquing and what you're saying. Even if you're like, talking to somebody who made the decision to rush this game out the door, this is still just a video game. And you need to keep that in mind. This is not a war criminal. This is somebody who just made a dumb move and the best we can do is just voice our opinions in videos or frustration and comments, stuff like that. But like, like don't make it a personal thing. Don't get crazy about it. Just be like, look, I'm not happy with what you did here. And especially for a game that, you know, I, I cared about deeply and this is kind of a slap in the face. And like all that's fine to say, but like, yeah, like at the end of the day, these are human beings. We're all human beings. It's like, um, I clown on uh, Pontac and Graf just as much as the next guy, what with them being MUME's favorite writers ever and everything. But like, <laughs> oh my God. you got to remember, they've probably got to work within certain guidelines set out by like some upper fucking guy that <coughs> doesn't know what he's talking about. But, you got to um, stop with that blowing up your mic thing, man. I'm Go not blowing up my mic. That was a genuine cough dick. No, that actually, but, um, that, that actually that hurt. did. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry. That was just a genuine cough. Well, anyway. Um, like the truth is nothing personal, kid. You know, like um nothing personnel. Yeah. Hate hate the product, not the people. That's that's what I'll say. <laughs> Unless the people are like racist or something, then in which case. <laughs> well whose turn is it anyway? Oh, it's mine, isn't it? It is. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got the the evil Dalek back again and said, Evil Dalek pup, what the fuck have at thee with two swords? Um, sorry, buddy, but the only sword fight I'll be doing is with my pee-pee. Um, yeah, so, y y yeah, um, moving along. Um, Nick? <laughs> so, Storm can weigh two pounds. Missed the chance time... Wait, missed the chance last time for this soap up for PM. That stands for Prime Minister. And yes, I would do a million times better job than Boris fucking Johnson. Well, no arguments there. Uh, people are bringing up good points about Sonic Colors. Uh, we're not talking more about Sonic Colors. I got a video coming out. We all have videos we've, either we've out or done. We've talked about it enough. We were tired about of talking about Sonic Colors Ultimate before it came out. Yeah, well, no, there's... I'm not Sonic saying, like, they, are, they did some okay things. We're just remembering, like, at the end of the yeah. day, right, keep just yourself try to keep in our, check. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, don't, are we... don't push up drama just because you want to be mad at something. Are we done with these incredibly awkward things that we have to do that we don't like doing at all and that people definitely we, shouldn't we do? We love you all. We very much appreciate all the donations. Do. Your generosity has, has been so great. Uh, it and makes we've... me feel very coy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys it, are the best. It's, it's, it's honestly always really humbling uh, to be doing something that to us is just us talking about a thing that we love but that other people feel that is, is worth financially supporting. It feels weird. It feels humbling, but it's also one of the, one of the best things in the world. So thank you guys. Absolutely. Just seeing you all showing up to hear what we have to say, just 
Oh, it makes uh, me uh, happy. It makes me happy. The owl's got. Seriously, you want to take that? Sure. From the evil Dalek, I've got a Pepe, and it's at two power level. <laughs> Sword man, if, if you need to piss as <laughs> you need to piss as badly as I do right now, we're gonna have a hell of a sword fight. Jess just cannot handle your. Damn boy, you trying chicken in there? You know, Pup had a really rough time in his transition to the bathroom. I Rouge. would not make that joke, Suris. Rouge would be really impressed with how loud I pee. <laughs> <laughs> but he would make that joke. <laughs> and Suris, it looks like I'm I'm just slightly winning out as as the next next adopted father. I feel Apparently. like I I feel like I hit like the lowest the lowest ring of every poll. No, you you want CEO of the Dead. Just get, <laughs> yeah, your your most noteworthy thing you did was dying. You're literally the Gwen Stacy of this fucking. Congratulations! Oh, just come back Krillin. in a super hot little onesie. Don't worry about it. We'll forgive oh, you. Yeah, just get your dick out, and then people really <laughs> just make get your dick out. What? Um, Wayne, just do with I your just... character what I did with mine, and everything will be better. I just want to point out. I'm just going to come in a Spider Gwen costume from now on. <laughs> once again, Tom Topics has dared to show up. He's he's had the audacity to show his stupid little hedgehog face here. I hate that man so much. Where's my rent now? All right. Well, everyone everybody, let him know that we hate him in the chat. That would be amazing. Goodness gracious. Well. Everybody, I think we've said all we can say. Uh, thank you for this somewhat low energy. A retrospective of Sonic CD, but again, this is a game like we've, uh, I think we've all revisited. I've certainly spent, like on my channel, I still remember like a few years ago, like I spent a lot of time on that video and I'm uh, kind of all CD'd out. I'm kind of excited to see what we're going to be talking about next week, but uh, we appreciate you being here. We'll come back a little bit more powerful next time. And in the meantime, go check out Sonic and Tales R. Go check out all of our channels. You can find me at Fun is Infinite. You can find Cirrus at Fun is Infinite. You can find Wayne at Fun is Infinite. And you can find Channel Pup. No, you don't at pull Fun that shit over on me. No, uh. you, you find me on my channel. No fucking Fun is Infinite shit here. I'm taking the ad space. Oh, I said right. the C word again on a stream, did I? For Pup is stupid, Infinite. Stupid British. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Oh, Evil Delic is back. He says, as a Delic, I have three parts, all made of metal. <laughs> Apart from that organic squid thing that lives inside you. Right. There is that. All, all right, right, guys. Everybody. Yep. I mean, if you want to read out your ad stuff, you go for it. But I'm a... Plug. I'm, I'm tired. You know I where to find us. Away, guys. If, if you want to hear me very tired at the end of a 10-hour stream ranting about my, my problems and also things I enjoyed about Sonic Colors... For some reason, I thought it was a good idea to make that into a video, and that's up on the Necosurus channel for reasons I still cannot quite understand. Sleep deprived me is a different individual. And if you want the best fucking content shooting down your urethra 24-7, be sure to subscribe to Channel Pup on YouTube.com. Wayne, do you, do um, you want to? Yeah, I'm, Are you uh, special? Yeah. <laughs> are we done can we vote <laughs> I, can I, I guess i did it? upload my first sonic video uh did better than i was expecting it to it's literally just me just kind of going out it with sonic colors and 
and uh, kind of addressing that I don't even think the game's that bad. Hey, so, so taking on its own merits, if it works and it functions just the way it's supposed to, I think the game is okay. So therefore, there's no reason to watch your video now. Uh, no, no, I elaborate. In <laughs> he said he says those words that he just said, but for ten minutes. There you go. I There's remember your the day fucking Colors Ultimate came out, and you were like, "We shouldn't do a podcast on Colors Ultimate." You are fucking terrible at marketing, Wayne. I didn't want to. I didn't Get care. <laughs> I want to talk about Sonic Colors. It's not an interesting game. I'm literally going to take you on a transatlantic flight and throw you in the fucking sea. Are you going to oh throw God. them into Sonic CD, the Bermuda Triangle of the Sonic series? Let's just go. With I'm proud of that. I'm proud we got hopefully, there. <laughs> hopefully in a couple of weeks I'll have something much more exciting to announce for my channel. We'll uh, More on that later. Well, with all, all right, that said, fine. If we're going to actually plug, um, I'm playing many, many versions of Sonic's uh, colors. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I just got the Switch version. We're going to be playing through that soon. I may wait for my Japanese copy of the ps4 one to come out here as well it should be about five more days we'll see uh we'll see how the script uh wraps up there but expect a very big colors video we're doing it every version of on my channel so stick around for that and i just released uh finally a new sonic speed reading yesterday going a little quieter than than normal that's probably because i was gone for like a month so if you want to go support me there definitely would appreciate it so Thanks, guys. Woo! All right. Well, uh, I guess the sun is sitting. Sitting. Sit. I'm sitting on the sun. (laughs) You're gonna burn. (laughs) If anything's to go by with all the bathroom breaks, the sun is shitting on this conversation. (laughs) 